Greetings fans, welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I should uh Happy New Year 2021 Shy Lounge. Um I don't have to say it, it's been a couple weeks. Um but man, this this new year's been going on. Uh, it's been like 2020 but with bonus features. But anyway, uh I'm here, I'm the sensational one Shinblade. I have my raven hair friend. Uh, and my, one of my only COVID friends, uh, Mika Villas, out here. COVID tested, negative, positive, approved. <laughs> like COVID friend. Oh, you just girl. got tested? I always get tested. Okay. Was it the nose test? Uh, I, I, I get the, the, the brain swab because, you know, you've got to get deep oh. to get what you need in this life. And All apparently, right. so is the COVID test. So, yeah. All I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. We're starting off with a little uh, innuendo. You talked about my hair color, which is, of course, subject to change. and That's a new I, shirt for you. Hair color subject to change. And I am nothing if not a walking innuendo. So, let's just <laughs> keep it going. So, uh, I, I, I don't know how to start this. I mean, first of all, I would say Happy New Year, but it's been a couple uh, weeks that gone by. And we tried to get together, but things happened, though. Uh, racist people, bigoted people, kind of... Uh, messed up with our plans. Idiot people. Uh, you know, because of the national tragedy or whatever you're, I, I, I can call it. I call it terrorism. Domestic terrorism. I don't care what people say. And uh, for those who are outside of the United States listening to this, which very few of you, it was a D.C. riots. I had a... Uh, the insurrection, of, because if you look up D.C. riots on Google, which I did... You will only get an uh, event that happened in 1968, but this was, make no mistake about it, they're calling it a nice pretty name, an insurrection, but it was a riot. Terrorism. It, it was domestic terrorism, and you guys are lucky that Joseph R. Biden is your president. Oh yeah, new president. And not me, because as president-elect, I would have ordered all of these idiots dead. I said it, shoot them all. Dictators. Let God sort them out. Matter of fact, let the devil take their dumb asses. But again, I don't run the country yet. Wow, you be one of the one of the greatest female presidents ever. Listen. I you know what, I this is a wrestling slash entertainment podcast and I'm going to throw myself out on this one. But the, the the whole three weeks up until this point of inauguration has been hilarious. I was first hurt when I saw the DC riots because of how they how they uh, formed and how they got in the building and mm. how they could just walk and put feet on federal uh, federal workers' desks and stealing laptops, stealing laptops to try to sell them to the Russians, getting released to your mother at that point because you're a child and you didn't know any better. Are you talking about these uh, wannabe QAnon Thor shaman? Oh, whatever, whatever his name is. No, it was a it was a girl who stole the laptop who was going to try to sell it to the Russians. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, it was it, it, it was a younger person, I believe. No, I did hear that. It was over. She was over eighteen or something, but she still got released to a parent. Wait, 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 wait. So, but they're supposed to be patriots. 
selling yeah, U.S. information to the Russians. That. See again, and Blue Lives Matter. This are Smurfs? Uh, are we talking about Smurfs? Smurfs Lives Matter? You damn sure ain't talking about police. Because that's not a life. <laughs> that's a choice. That's a profession. And again, no disrespect to any good cops out there. There are some of you. One of them got killed. Um, but with a flag. Look. These people who stormed the Capitol, each and every one of them, deserved the utmost death. <laughs> I don't care if you are a former military person who died because you were there, because you felt that Donald Trump was speaking to you. Well, the voices in my head say, yo, dumbass should have died. Congratulations that you're still alive. When I run the country, do that dumb shit on my watch and see what happened. Well, let, let's be real here. If it was... Uh BLM storming the Capitol to make an insurrection. There'd be blood and Skittles everywhere and bodies. Listen, I'm just saying, and as as we've looked and seen that when there was a Black Lives Matter protest at the same building, the insane amount of police and military presence was ridiculous. Oh, they were tactical up. When these group of Bobs, Karens, and the rest of the Redneck Brigade rolled out what you gonna take my guns and you this and they rolled up on the capitol and just were able to barge their way in dressed as vikings and rednecks in camo gear right. nothing happened go until, figure until later which they which is called shot in for it and we were going we were going about it's not only you and i but to um associates co-workers and they say the same thing and some of them white people that said the same thing so had it been black and brown, it'd have been guts all over. It had been, it been black and brown, they all would have got shot down. Mm-hmm. That's the the truth. The they wouldn't make the step. Oh, they wouldn't make the step. The minute they touched that first fence, like <laughs> oh, that's it. The fence not electric, but we're about to light you up. I mean, and it's ridiculous that here we are in the one of the superpowers of the world, America, where we have nuclear power and all this other stuff, where on our own land our own people were able to break into a government facility and not like under the dead of night they did it in public they did it on live they did it on facebook they streamed it they showed it how are we secure how are we supposed to be secure against our foreign enemies when these domestic terrorists when these domestic idiots because they're not masterminds by any way shape means or forms were able to just march their asses right in through crash windows climb walls and go where they want to go and it was organized it wasn't just something of an overnight uh we're gonna do this it was organized they had the uh stands at the mm-hmm. rally at the malls they had a little tent for uh, for uh, Don and Junior and Eric and and everybody, and there's a few points that I made off of this. I was I was first hurt when I saw the uh, when I saw the uh, storm in the Capitol because number one it was a correlation like had it been you know Brown Black Lives Matter it would have been a lot more uh, deadlier as I would say. Right. This one played out for us whoever was against this afterwards. Right. Because I could not imagine walking into a Capitol building, let alone a court, and demanding or or taking or threatening or wanting to kill somebody. I wouldn't see the sunlight. I would not see the sunlight for you years. You wouldn't saw on that end. next sunset. Pretty much, I'd be shot or I'd be under under the jail somewhere. 
Like, never to be seen. Bye-bye. But, afterwards, for people that don't know, um, they didn't know that buildings like that in the Capitol have these radio frequencies and these towers that track your phone everywhere you go. Through your providers, they know your name, they know your address, they got your social security number, whatever you process, whatever you put down the process of your uh, yep. your phone application. And honestly, Mika, I think I forwarded you a couple of these. The no fly list videos on Instagram were lovely, so lovely hilarious. Things. Even one guy came all the way out from Hawaii, my birth state, to be proud and stormed the capital. He came, he, he got on the plane, got all the way back to Hawaii, guess what? Touchdown. Arrested. Yes. Get your butt in these silver bracelets. They're called handcuffs. You thought we were taking your guns? No, sir. We're taking your freedom because you're an idiot. So, and, and, and what's funny is his wife was black too. And she's down with it. And when they arrested him, said, don't arrest me. I have a, I have a black wife. Huh. Oh, you used a black card to yes. try to get out of jail? Mm. That's a first. <laughs> so we so we had all that. The um, I did like the one. I think it was Atlanta somewhere where two women got carried out, but they had their kids with them. And um, it's just hilarious to me that they're on no-fly list. So that means that wherever you want to go on vacation, you're going to have to bust it. And they're thinking about putting them on tra no uh, no trains. Listen, they should not be allowed on any public transportation. They couldn't. They shouldn't even have to be able they to gotta ride go to them. Work. Screw them. <laughs> they should have took their ass to work on January 6th and not went to the damn Capitol. Yeah. Oh, there was a guy who got arrested for storming the Capitol. He was one of the many that stormed the Capitol, and he came back for the inauguration. Again, idiots. Idiots, idiots, idiots. Listen. Do we live in a perfect world? Absolutely not. Are there right things and wrong things on both sides of these political parties here in the United States? Absolutely. But when you, the people, try to storm a government facility, when you, the people, break the laws that you're so hell-bent on saying, oh, we were robbed and this is wrong, well, you're being wrong. You're being an idiot. As you know, most mamas will tell you, two wrongs don't make a right. Speaking of mamas, uh, one of them tried to cape for her son. The uh, Thor shaman warrior that's in jail said, oh, he, he and it the was granted. The Viking dude. And, and it was granted. He said, oh, he's not he's not going to be well because he doesn't have organic food. He needs organic food in prison. Let me tell you something. He can eat all the dirt he wants in prison because they're going to put him face down in the yard. Actually, ass up too, but I, that's a different story. Mika, that's organic meat too. Listen. It's all the same, because when he, out of his little war paint, they're going to be like, hey, put on this fuzzy vest. It's going to be made of rat pelt or something. And they go. Or they're going to uh, hike his pants up and alter him. Listen, he ain't going to have no pants. They better put him in solitary, because I'm just saying. A lot of these folks in prison, it's not pretty. I ain't never seen a woman in years, so they're going to be do. like a bitch to me, so <laughs> I'm thinking the boys in the hood and the jail going to have their way with him. Just saying. Or they're going to kill him. I mean, listen, I, I would, I'd say fuck him up and fuck him. That's what I'm saying. I ain't saying kill him, even though he deserves to die for being an idiot, but I'm not saying not kill him either. I know that's just controversial, but again, you did the stupid, it's not like they didn't do this stuff in public on video. You did the crime. Yeah, they did. We see you. There's no mistake. That wasn't me. Excuse me. We've got high def 4D HDK video uh -huh. 
we have your cell phone, your live, your video. We have facial recognition software. That is you. You forget. That is yourself. You that is your dumbass. And I can't stand you because you're going to jail. You forgot the cherry on top. Not only they got all that, but they posted on Facebook themselves that they stole the notebook. I sat on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Um, some of them wrote their posts out. And again, they talk about uh, lower people, black people doing stupid stuff on social media. But they did by far one of the stupidest things on social media. And no mask on because you know. Oh, that's even worse. Fake. Well, your fake dumb butt. Not only are you probably sick right now with no taste or smell, but you're also either in jail, under investigation, lost your job, lost your business. Congratulations. As I say, you played yourself. Yeah, there was a Maryland man who went, <laughs> he went to the Capitol, he did the D.C. riots with his work badge on, oh. and I think he was on probation or parole from jail. That was two things <laughs> that went against him. So, so I, I just want to say that it all worked out in schadenfreude for uh, all of us because we didn't stand for it. But the, one of the most hilarious things is that a, a certain orange figure out of this whole organized... Chester Cheetah? Uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to do that to the cat. We like Cheetos, but we hate Trump. I, mean, I, I haven't really had none in four years. Well, I, I like Cheetos. And that's how much I hate. That's how much I dislike them. Yeah. But... But I'm, I'm saying here that this guy organized the whole thing, stopped the steal, went on Twitter, you know, January 6th is going to be monumental. And he said, I'm coming with you. I'm going to come with you. They came down there. He he wasn't even, he was nowhere to be seen. A politician lying? Say it ain't so. It did happen. The president, excuse me, the former president of the United States telling untruths repeatedly in public? Say it ain't so. Saying that people didn't fact check the fact that this man was nowhere along the route, not with you at all? Yeah, can't be. You couldn't get fooled by this man who, for all of his presidency, lied to everybody time after time with his own fake news, which he, he told you it was fake news. No, and no, And he was no. on tape. He was on tape and said, I'll come with you to storm the Capitol. Everybody got riled up and went. And he went up there and he dissed his own mans. He's like, Mike Pence is going to do the job that he's supposed to do. And when he went to the Capitol, they said, hang Mike Pence. I was like, wait a minute. That's supposed to be your boy. Again. They ran his ass out of there. Again. You have the blind leading the blind. The weak-minded leading the weak-minded. You have... Here's the, 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 the real sadness is, it's not just those people who were there storming the Capitol. You have the millions upon millions of Americans who voted for this man who absolutely positively believe in hate. They hate um, people who are not like them. They hate people of color. They hate people who are not like them. They hate people who uh, work hard and try to get ahead and, and they just hate, hate, hate. And this man perpetuated this hate to a point where he stirred the pot to a point where this is one of the low points in American history because we've had a whole lot of badness in America. Like, and continually badness. I mean, slavery over 400 years ago was a, a blight on America and it's still being felt the repercussions to this day. 
but here you have someone who was elected by the people who should have been for all people who systematically help to let people who want to be racist stand proudly stand boldly out and and throw their message out to more masses to teach more people to be like them that is the scary thing where the leader of the free world was basically saying to people of his own country we don't appreciate accept or like you and i'm going to be like hitler in nazi germany basically and say you know what i'm gonna have my people take care of the people who are not like the people that i like that's the scary part well part of it is i disagree with what you said about the voting part um the 75 to 80 that voted for him a very a, a small percentage of them were the diehards for him the other ones I believe were Republican registered said we gonna do this because we're Republican and it's not and it's not like a uh, moral nature either you know the election was it has to but, be morals because you have to had no 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 for no, the no past four no, years no, no they a, abandoned it they abandoned it but some people some people and it's and it's, and it's happening now as part of shot for it they said we're Republican we're gonna vote Republican which is dumb and uh, the other part was we don't like Joe we don't like uh, Kamala we're going to cast this vote and it blew up in their faces a lot less than the ones who ran down and they're all in that conspiracy saying that this that and the third we should have won those people most of the 75 million were quiet and said they were complacent which is a bad word in this case but these kamikaze folks that we're talking about they're the ones who played themselves to the fullest and after this had happened, the nation stood back and there were a lot of Republican voters, there were a lot of Republican politicians said, look, this ain't us. This, this they is said not... that after the fact, after four years and of that's, silence, that's where, and you're, yeah. you're saying that the people who, you know, just straight voted Republican just based on their, you know, party preference, I can honestly tell you that for as long as I've been alive watching votes as a child and what have you even when a, a party's um person was just the most horriblest your moral Compass. decency has to kick in and go i might be a democrat but this democratic person is horrible i cannot vote for this person based on my party standings Sadly, and, it, sadly, a lot of people are like that. They just run down that line. Again, that is where that. Let me put it like this: before Donald Trump, races were not as prevalently public with their hate. So, again, these people who are you know you, you call them quiet and just based on no complacent these the complacent people, they are filled with the hate as well. They see the moral wrongness in that man and they did it because they've always done it because they agree they're just not going to agree to the mountaintops about it and then after the fact now that they've lost now they have to go well yes you know my republicanness in this but this man was bad no you did not stand up and say unequivocally this is bad i cannot vote for this man no matter what because you agreed with him before you lost. I 
see on this subject as far as this orange man is concerned i agree but as far as if this wasn't like to the umpteenth power it's a tiered system and complacent like i said is a bad word period for all of them but anyway this happened and it was a it was a black eye and a shit stain for our nation uh to happen and honestly i'm gonna piggyback on what you said but i had no sympathy for the people in the cabinet and the people who voted also who said i'm done who jumped out because it took you now after four years you couldn't do it in one and two and say look i can't do this no more so i have none it's buyers it's all buyer's remorse you know you agreed to it you rot with it he lost and he's still going around with uh lawyers with drooling uh hair dye sure. and uh drunk actresses acting like it and the whole nine and that was it and I, and and also for me i wanted mike pence to tell donald to shut the fuck up after he chumped him on i think it, was, it wasn't social media he chumped him on camera right in and, and the fact that rudy giuliani with his drooling wish.com hair dye he wasn't paying them anymore i would have walked out i would have told all the truths i would have the number one selling book of uh the new york Times. was it new york times right i would have had the best seller i would have told everything this is what he had me do me and michael cohen we making a book so I don't have anything for it. Um, I'm glad that everything is playing out as these people getting arrested. Also, uh, Jenna Ryan, the realtor from Dallas, Texas. The idiot from Dallas, Texas. And she was saying uh, Donald Trump should pardon me. He pardoned her. Pardoned her he pardoned so nowhere. He pardoned her so much he, he ignored her. He straight ignored her. That's a pardon. I beg your pardon, ma'am. I don't know you. Who the fuck are you? Go away. That's how much he pardoned her. So everything that happened, he pardoned a lot of prisoners. I haven't read, uh, I haven't read the sheets. Some of them were unjust, but I think they were names on the desk for him. He didn't do the research. Somebody just saw it and said, "Put this guy, put, let this person go." But he did, he did pardon some of those criminal Republicans that were doing dirt for him too. Again, Steve Bannon. <laughs> so you know, it's one of those things where it's one of those situations where. Okay, I'm gonna do some good, but I'm gonna slip my brothers in, and and let them go. Also, let let, let the homies get free. Yeah, uh huh. Again. Shout out to Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. I see why Lil Wayne did that photo op. Look. Let's, Bro, let's not. Brothers are gonna still rock with Lil Wayne completely, cause you know that's. Cause they're idiots too. It's like okay, like look again. The man is wrong. The man is immoral. And okay, fine. You want to get a pardon or whatever, whatever. No, you know what? I'd rather take that L and sit in jail and sit in jail <laughs> and take anything from this person who, again, the moral idiocy, the the moral compass of the man is spinning in a racist circle backwards hundreds of years. I don't want to be pardoned by him. No, leave me in jail. Let me rot. Let somebody else get me out. Let the system do its justice. Give me a good lawyer. Dig Johnny Cochran up. Whatever. I cannot let this orange Cheeto pardon me because he is the devil incarnate. No, thank you. Well, especially for a guy, egotistical guy like him, once he, once he pardons you or uh, gets you off your prison sentence, it's like he wants you to cape for him. Oh, and, yeah. Now and, you owe him. 
And, and on, I personally, I just walk away be like, uh, oh, my name was on the list. I'm, I'm out. Kim Kardashian put my name on the list. I would say something like that. But I was upset that three people were executed in the last two weeks of his presidency, and one was an innocent guy. DNA was all on his side, but the fact that his friends used the truck to kill some women, and he got executed for it. He was in there since like a 91, I think. Um, so I, I think that was messed up. But that's the prison system. That's a whole different conversation. Um, but my man got impeached. Two times. Two times. Two times. Loser. So we, we can call him Don two times. Oh, Lord. Let's <laughs> not call him at all. But Well, that means that uh, the trial is about to go on. So after this... Uh, even though he's not president anymore, he won't get the French benefits once he's convicted of that impeachment. But if he gets convicted, because we when he gets convicted, still let's go with when. Let's go with when. We we hope for the win. Because the because because the evidence is <laughs> right there. We, we hope we we hope for the win. We absolutely positively do. But we also understand that this system of justice sometimes does not bring the criminals to justice. We're still caping for Breonna Taylor, and it's been like almost a year. Look. Okay, exactly. So, um, he, he's he's going through that. And um, and the funny thing about it is I watch the videos on YouTube because he can't go on social media. He can't say anything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, there are more platforms. All of the social media platforms that people use, use to communicate in this day, he has now been banned from. A little on the late side, but okay, fine. So, so is that Parlor account? Parlor got shut down, but now it's back open. Um, but Parlor was, yeah, Parlor's a whole different. It was a free speech site, but it turned right when a lot of right wingers went up there and did their business, and um, a lot of the right wingers turned against the president, uh, the CEO of Parlor, because they were trying to kill him because Amazon shut his servers down. Uh, Google Play, Apple. Amazon, whoever had apps, shut them down. They could, they couldn't go. Yeah, a little you, late, but okay. So, uh, that had happened. And Mika, let me ask you a question. And I want you to hear me when I ask you this question. Oh snap! How much of a dick or an asshole you got to be to be banned from Pinterest and Shopify? First of all, what in the hell is Shopify? <laughs> Secondly, Pinterest. Ooh. He can't get ideas on cooking or he can't whatever. Get, he can't steal little gifts and pretty decoration sources or whatever. That right there is a hot dang mess. Like, it's not even so much of how much of a dick you have to be. It's just about how evil people are going, Oh, you really are bad. Took y'all long enough to play catch up here, folks. But okay, yeah. Yeah, of course, a lot of these social media uh, networks got a lot of flack for it, uh, especially Twitter, because Twitter is his main weapon. Cool. Um, when they took him off Twitter, I saw him on YouTube a lot when he was doing his speeches, and honestly, it was a drinking game <laughs> watching his speeches, because he humbled himself a little bit, but he kept that same energy. You know, we uh, still won the election, I had a great presidency, and uh, we could have beat this China virus. And, and he just kept oh, going on and on and on. And people still caped for him. They still got the flags. They still wearing the hats. They still got the shirts. Because people are idiots. And and Colin Biden, 
this, that, and the third. Oh, Even gosh. though the only true thing that what he said about Biden is Biden is Sleepy Joe, and it's funny to me because um, of how he speaks. But anyway, Megan, we have a new president, and we have history-making vice president. We absolutely do. Uh, the first female and African-American and, uh, uh, and Asian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Black. Black, African-American, whatever you want to say, whatever she wants to go by, that's what you call her. I call her African-American or Asian. Mom is Indian. Dad is from uh, Jamaica. Right. Caribbean American. Yeah, black American. I mean, she, she's a rainbow in a, in a person. Congratulations to both the president and vice president. Didn't they look good during the inauguration? No. Nah, you know who looked good? You know who look good. Michelle Obama looked fan-freaking-tastic. When did she ever not? I mean, but honestly and truly, like, her whole everything was just like, damn, girl, are you... Michelle! <laughs> can we... Look, no offense to Joe and Kamala, but damn, can we vote Michelle right now? Let, let her run it. Because if she run an outfits like this, she can run a free world, too. Let's do this. Okay. Michelle looks so good. Little Bush can even keep his hands and eyeballs off of her. It was like, yo, George, you chill. Just, you just now knowing that? Listen. This has been going on for years. I know, but he almost, man. <laughs> that man was going to not only risk it all, he was like, look, I know we got security around here, like, deep, but I don't care about to go for it. Like, calm down, George. So, so, calm down. So he was going to... Uh he was going to make it pass at Michelle and call, and, and call Laura in Texas or wherever they are and say, I'm not coming home. Look, Just like Harlem Knights. He wasn't going home. He wasn't going back to the state of Texas. He wasn't going back no place but wherever Michelle was. That's what he was. Chicago? I like Chicago. Like, calm down, George. You don't like you in Illinois. Get up out of here. He didn't care. He was going to go. But I don't blame him. The girl looked, I was like, dude, she looked fantastic. Like, absolutely from head to toe. Like, I saw something, and it was absolutely true. Michelle Obama looked fabulous, and the only thing she was showing was her eyes. <laughs> like, from head to toe, she was covered. Mask, yeah, yeah. turtleneck. That's the power of a, of a woman, a Man. black woman also. You don't have to show anything. You can show your, your, your face and your neck, and she you turn her heads like that. She anything. You like, turn heads like that? All covered. All covered. Beautiful. That, I was like, man, look. Can't tell her nothing, and I was happy. I was like, that's... That's how you're supposed to look. Like, okay, it wasn't even that cold that day for the inauguration. Like the way they were all bundled up and everything. But I was um, like, man. Speaking of bundled up, there was a viral picture. Of, there is a viral picture. There is a Bernie. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Oh my God. Bernie looked like he, he. Look, Bernie looked like I'm just here so people don't think I'm bitter. He. Bernie, everybody was. People were dressed up and coming out to the inauguration despite winter clothes, winter wear. Bernie looked like he had things to do. Bernie was there so he didn't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie was there. Bernie was like, yo, I got to show up to this so I'll catch that locker room fine later on. All right, cool. He was like, I'm in my car. Oh, shoot. That's today. Let me go ahead. It's cold outside. Let me grab my gloves from the seat. Bernie was just like, all right, let's go. Again, I'm here. Again, I'm saying, people were out there looking nice and elegant, had their nice suits on, had their, their Bernie, coats. Bernie had his Lady Gaga. Wait, wait. Lady oh. Gaga and J-Lo had their nice ensembles on. Lady Bernie looked Gaga like he was about. was wearing a whole bird on her chest. <laughs> 
Well, the hell? it reminded me of Ghostface Killer with his eagle on his arm. It, it reminded us of the Hunger Games. I thought she was about to announce. I thought it was going down. <laughs> I was like, shoot, is this District 3 I'm in right now? What's happening right now? I have to watch those movies. I, I, I watched the first one and that was it. It read, was pretty good. Read the book then. No, but again, I, like, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. But Bernie looked like he was on his way to the post office. He said, <laughs> he said I'm just going to sit here. I got, I got, look, I got shit to mail. He's like, I got business. I got work to do. I'm gonna stop by Joe's thing and then I'm gonna go ahead and finish the rest of my day. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Thanks for showing up, Uncle B. We appreciate you. That's what that was. He sat down. I don't know. I I didn't see the thing uh, verbatim. I just heard it, but it looked like he sat in a chair in the corner with his mittens on. Well, they and- were social distancing, um, and they were groups of people okay. who were together were seated together. Okay. So they were being safe, and Bernie, uh, I guess. <laughs> was again showing honestly and truly all jokes aside yeah showing the world like okay listen yes i've had a couple of failed attempts at this presidency thing but i'm still here as a public servant i'm still here doing my duty i'm not here to be anything other than the person that i've portrayed all this time bernie's portrayed that he is a man of the people those mittens that he were wearing yep. um were from a i believe a teacher in vermont in vermont um who had made them for him bernie's coat i mean i'm pretty sure that was a burlington coat factory coat nothing extravagant nothing crazy Hello, that came from goodwill it could have been but I he mean, was rocking it though but again mask even his mask was one of those plain masks that you know the plain blue surgical mask. It wasn't like a disposable. Ones. Disposable. wasn't inordinate or anything. Again, Bernie's a public servant. He was there doing his civic duty, watching the next president of the United States be sworn in, and you know, just keep him warm. He's an old man. He can't be out there. It, he had to put a hat on. It wasn't that cold. He had to put a hat on. But again, the man, you know, he got to keep warm. So he was, you know, cuddled up with himself in that big coat and them big gloves. Lee Bernie. Leave Bernie alone. Yeah, that ain't going. That ain't gonna happen because the internet was on fire with that pose he was doing. And, and you know what? The man is smart. He took the picture and put it on a sweatshirt, sold the sweatshirt, and donated the profits. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, Bernie Sanders. That wasn't taking the L. That was taking the W. That was taking the internet and taking the world. Going, hey, y'all like this? Go ahead, pay for it, and let's help out some people at the same time. By the way, there's an Instagram account called Creation Crib, which I've been following them for years. They made a uh, a figure. I don't know how fast they did this. They made a figure of Bernie sitting in the chair. Mm. Um, Lord Mesa made stickers of Bernie sitting I've in seen, the chair. I've seen keychain fobs. Um, <laughs> like, I've seen mittens. People have made mittens, those actual mittens. Yes. And like People... People are amazing, and again, Bernie being not just a good sport, but just a good person, and, and taking that you know iconic image and the little fun poking uh, to himself and turning it into something just really good. Yeah, the internet uh, was burning with burning with Bernie uh, to the effect of even Bernie was burning on Saturday night when Conor McGregor got knocked out, and they posted <laughs> next oh. to him. Oh wow! But that was UFC, and I don't like Conor, so I don't have to talk about it. You leave Conor McGregor alone because the only good thing that came out of that is that we got a picture of Becky Lynch with her babies. I was like, yay, Bex. Bex and the baby. See that? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Bernie sitting next to Uncle Elroy and Sugar from uh, next mm-hmm. Friday. There's a lot of those out there, but yeah. Um, not a not a huge, not against the UFC, but yeah, the, 
the McGregor memes coming out. I'm like, hey, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. He's with Dre is. in the studio. Shout out to Dre. I hope he feels better with his uh, aneurysm. He's clearly feeling better. He is back in the studio, really and truly. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Somebody macrameed a picture of Bernie in the chair. It's been. He he's been getting a lot of a lot of mileage with this, and he took it. And I didn't know that he sold uh, the the clothing and made money to give to uh, charity. If I'm saying that correctly. Yes. So anyway, um, we've been going a lot of mileage on this, but hey, it's what it is in the news. I got to give a little bit of news because it affects us. And um, I've been asked about it a couple times, and I'm like, I'm not a politician. I'm not Ja Rule. Even though Ja Rule was summoned to go to D.C. during the riots. Mm -mm. So, um, you know, that happened. Uh, Joe got sworn in. Joe turned the office out uh, from the diet. Was it the diet Coke button that they had up there? Which I was amazed. Um, And he's threatening to fire people if you're if you're uh, being mean or toxic. He catch you. He's not playing around. Hey, that's how it's supposed to be. He, he put up uh, LGBT protections, environmental protections, and I'm just sitting around here like, what the hell did Trump d- do, like, for real? Nothing. He didn't do anything. He took everything apart, and now, now Biden has to bring it, uh, put it back together again. That Brian McKnight song, Back at One, we are back at one. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, we're back at one where Joe's got to go in and go, okay, this should be common knowledge. You should not be working in this public facility you should not be a public servant being a bully you shouldn't be degrading people you should accept people for who they are who they portray themselves to be whatever their pronouns are xyz we're back at one we're back at common human decency that's how you were raised please thank you be nice to everybody we're back at one that's it he literally has to come back to square one and just say hey listen how y'all running through here before Ain't going to happen, Captain. Not going to be the move if you want to stick around and keep collecting these paychecks. Okay? Okay. Well, also, uh, in COVID news, uh, we found out, and it was a no-shit Sherlock, uh, it was no-shit Sherlock fact or opinion, whatever you want to call it, that the last presidential administration had no plan for COVID. Say it ain't so. They had a big book in October that uh, Leslie Stahl got and it had nothing in it. Maybe just some details or whatever. They had no plan of it. So we were just going to die the next four years. We was going to die, mask up, social distance. And eventually we would get it. Through some kind of means, somewhere, somehow. It would spread all over. Somebody would have came up with uh, some way to do it. And then, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Hmm. Okay. So that's that's how they were that, that's it. how depressing it is so uh for those who don't know yeah it really happened anyway i gotta get through all this uh i know we spent like a lot of minutes talking about it i apologize for those who don't want to hear it but it's my podcast what are you gonna do anyway let's get back to business um how was your uh, new year going so far it's 2021 as like most years bonus features of 2020 bonus features of 2020 are playing in the background but as like most years um this is different it's a pandemic out so i'm just trying to be like everybody else and kind of get 
more acclimated to the do's and don'ts of society like I've been traveling a little bit for different reasons mm-hmm. and different regions of this country have different responses and it just baffles me that people are not more serious like hey listen there's a reason you can't go outside and that we're quarantining and social distancing and that the world is not back right you can't go to movies concerts dinners and da, 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 because you're not taking it serious you're not doing what you need to do so um just kind of dealing with that and uh trying to get back into where we are doing some wrestling and trying to get there and be safe and watch trying to have fun again yeah i mean again i understand why we're not and thankfully we're we're i'm around people who take the measures and um take it serious we just we're just trying to teach other people to do the same thing so yeah it's been crazy yeah, I've been finding myself, um, usually the first of the year, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling kind of throws everything off as far as how I go about my life, you know, because I watched Wrestle Kingdom, and it was very impressive. Um, I was going to come here with fire if we got we got up a little early to do this, um, but, you know, it, it, threw, it threw everything I did off, like play video games, catch wrestling, see some bullet points to uh, take notice of. Um, but first, I want to I want to give a condolences because this happened after the last podcast. Even though we everybody already knows in wrestling, but uh, condolences to the family of Brody Lee, which was a huge shock to a lot of us. Yeah. Um, you know, his wife came out on Instagram. I think she came out on her account and said that he passed away. It was non-COVID lung issue, and, and I respect that from the family then uh idiot fans came along and said yeah he had covid all along which uh i told some of them on instagram to shut the fuck up and let the family deal with their loss and whatever happened to brody lee let the family resonate and uh, and have to mourn with it but with brody passing away there was an outpouring of support for the man it was enough, and, and usually when wrestlers pass away, it's like maybe like a handful of people, notable people, that will say uh, R.I.P., you know, he was this, that, and the third, or he, she was this, that, and third in the locker room. But Brody had a universal acclaim when he passed away. I don't know who was the last to pass away and had that much acclaim. It's almost unprecedented in it wrestling. It was unprecedented, excuse me. Because um, there's... There's a lot of business behind the scenes, a lot of politicking, a lot of uh, people who do things to get ahead or what have you, or people think. And there's always typically a bad story about a person in wrestling. And this was a person who, there was nothing but good stories. Um, Even before he passed away, just hearing people talking about him in general when they were excited when he was getting the opportunity to go to AEW, there was not a bad story about this man. And after his uh, unfortunate passing, just more tons of stories from every aspect, from the independents to um, the professional levels of WWE's, AEW's, and what have you, just the amount of love and um, great stories about this man, um, from big stars to people who... You know, he had just come into contact with in AEW um, and only spent, you know, not even years with, but months being able to tell the stories about his um, his sense of humor and just the type of person that he was. And that's, 
just everybody in the right. business that even when he started from day one uh, being big rig and you know coming from New York um, it was it was just so insane I wouldn't say insane because that's not a good word uh, it's just so incredible that I would hear this much because honestly you know coming from WWE and he was like this guy in the Wyatt family and the Bludgeon Brothers who never really had anything but an IC title run which fell flat because of the way they were booking it so for those in the locker room that were paying homage to him and Natalia, uh, I think she renamed her Lariat or she dedicated her Lariat one or two. It was so it was so heartwarming and WWE being PR, they gave condolences and did playlists, but I ain't never gave any flat because this is the same company. Whereas uh, from New York last year at WrestleMania, the man wanted to go. Actually, he saved Mustafa Ali's neck at the Battle Royal on WrestleMania uh, night at the pre-show, which was great. Um, but anyway, I, you know, this is the same company that Brody was trying, or should I say Luke Harper was trying to branch out and, um, you know, spread his wings. They wouldn't let him because he couldn't speak with a Southern accent. He walked around with the jeans and the shirt and he was part of the Wyatt family. And just because he didn't have a Southern accent, he was very limited, which... I disagree with. Sometimes you have to look in talent within people's talents and see that. That's why a lot of people in AEW resonate and say, "Oh, he she could do that." Right. Why couldn't they do that up there? And we and you know the reason why they couldn't do it. So when Brody Lee was the exalted one in AEW, you know, my initial reaction was, "Oh lord." You know, because he was being pegged as this loser group, but he made it work. And honestly, the Dark Order was, like, hated, like, in terms of existing ever since December of 2019. You know, the, the move where he put the hand in uh, one of the Bucks' mouth and mm -hmm. beat him down. But let me tell you, Brody Lee resurrected the Dark Order. To me, personally, there would be no uh, Dark Order or no Silver and Reynolds without Brody Lee. Or even Anna J maybe. He made it work. And BTE, the Bucks and AEW dedicated a whole video to him on one of the episodes. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay, I got to show you. I was crying laughing <laughs> seeing this video. And John Silver, I love him, but, you know, I'm not going to talk against John Silver like that. But Brody boosted the hell out of him. You know, the, the meat man. So it was it was heart it was heartwarming. They crowned the sun. Uh, TNT champion for life. Mm -hmm. uh, they threw a birthday party for him. Yes. And, um, you know. Negative one. Hmm? Negative one. Negative one. And it was just so heartwarming, um, including my man, uh, number 10, who's a friend of mine. Uh, talk to him every now and then. He, he's getting a little boost, too. Right. So, um, that happened. Um, also, uh, in the hip-hop form, uh, rest in peace to... Uh, Shabadoo from Breaking, mm. who passed away. Um, I can't say his name. It's something Kionez. Don't ask uh, me. Adolfo Kionez. Okay. Uh, who was uh, Shabadoo and Breaking, which is a hip hop staple. It's a nice movie. Cheesy acting, just like The Last Dragon, but it's the culture for you. It's also like pop culture. How many years ago? Thirty years so. So. Like in the eighties. That's the kind of the norm for that time period genre of movie yeah and also uh one hit hard for me was uh the passing of hip-hop hip-hop mc mf doom 
who was like an underground hip-hop rapper, which everybody knew of, that, but he wasn't out there in the spotlight like your Jay-Z's. Right. If your you nice. were a hip-hop fan, a true fan, you knew who MF Doom was. Yeah, and um, I, I, you know, if you listen to adult, I mean, if you watched Adult Swim, Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, him and Danger Mouse made an album uh, with those songs, and uh, I've been listening to him because I heard his music from the Boondocks, and I was like, who's this guy with the rhymes? And I found out it was Matt Villain, him, and um, uh, Matt oh, Lib. Okay, I didn't and, know that. And Matt Lib. So, uh, all caps, everybody was quoting that when he died. He died on Halloween, but his wife announced it uh, December 31st, uh, right before uh, the New Year hit. Very doom-ass thing. And for people that don't know, and I'm going on a tangent here, for people that don't know, uh, MF Doom was a hip-hop uh, rapper that started with a group called KMD back in the early 90s who was presented from third, uh, MC Search of Third Base with a song called The Gas Face. Um, you know, the group had their songs, Mr. Hood, and one of my favorite albums, uh, Black Bastards, which never got released until later because it was so uh, anti-establishment, mm. even though it was very nostalgic. And he went away. His brother Subrock was killed in New York, uh, Long Island Expressway. He went under, went homeless, started doing open mic nights uh, with a uh, stocking cap on. Mm. Didn't want to see his face, and he made a mask depicting uh from marvel's dr doom okay and um you know came out with one of my favorite one of my favorite albums operation doomsday in 1999 has the cover you know his face on the mic but it's like dr doom with the hood and everything and um unfortunately uh he had to change his mask to avoid being sued yeah because so. <laughs> you know marvel yeah so um you know, later on, he came out with albums, and uh, I just got hooked to him because he had a lot of pop culture in his rhymes and uh, had little small snippets of Doomsday from DC Comics and Doctor Doom from Marvel Comics in his tracks. And uh, it hit me hard personally because, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd at heart because I like Marvel. I like comic books and video games or whatever. Now it's the thing to be, uh, to behold now these right. days. So, um, it was to the point where he died. Me, uh, my man, Real Fusion out of New Jersey, and a couple other people. John Sell in New Jersey, Barrington Hughes down in Florida. We were talking about it, and um, I did a thing though. I ended up uh, getting a tattoo of uh, MF Doom right, right here on my wrist. So uh, the symbol of the mask. So that was how dedicated I am. Right, that's a true fan. That, <laughs> when you ink your body and and reference to someone who is a performer or artist of some kind um that is i think the ultimate form of you know like not just respect but just showing that this is somebody who you really truly are down for as far as their artistic merits go so yeah i'm, I'm working on tattooing myself so like uh it's gonna take me a while <laughs> i got so so i'm open with it i got i got so much work to do um Anyway, to get back into wrestling, uh, I need to I need to spice things up right now because we we're, we're just coming down from everything. Are so, you saying uh, we're being Debbie Downers? Let's talk to your manager there. Where's Susan? All right, Mika. Enough. Fine. <laughs> no, you remember that Soho Karen thing? Oh gosh. Your 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 opinions were coming out with that one. I am being good right now. You said that she deserved one of the biggest backhands ever, the way she was coming off with that with that case in New York. It's true. 
Privilege with a cap with all caps. <laughs> Back to wrestling. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, you, did you see the did you see the clip of Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg on AEW. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg coming off the top rope doing <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First and foremost. Okay. I'm not mad. Okay. I'm not WWE mad. Well, first of all, before you start, this was all cross branding with AEW being on the TNT Network with Cody Rhodes on the show called The Big Show. The Go Big Show. The Go Big Show. Yeah, something like that. So uh, Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg is a wrestling fan. WWE Hall of Famer. Big time wrestling fan. That's what I was gonna say. I'm yes. Not, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Kanye. I'm a Taylor <laughs> Swift over here. <laughs> but I think Beyonce should have won. Oh my God, that was like ten years ago. Let me go ahead and toss my hair back and forth while you finish, Kanye. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, Snoop Dogg was on the episode of AEW's cross-branded promotional uh, type ordeal. A lot better than Shaquille O'Neal and Jay Cargill uh, trying to cross-promote because Shaq is on. Uh, Inside the NBA, Shaq, 50 years old, still trying to wrestle with bad knees. Come on now. Anyway. So he a real wrestler, what you're saying? Oh! Have you seen Shaq wrestle? I, I'm just saying you said with bad knees, like they all don't got bad knees. Well, Shaq had hip surgery. Uh, Undertaker? I mean, I think he had both of them. Undertaker? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Snoop, Dogg, Snoop Dogg wrestled or attempted to wrestle, and he did a ass over tea kettle type splash on Serpentico. I would love Serpentico for taking that. I mean, I don't blame him. Like, everybody can't say Snoop Dogg splash me. Or attempted I mean, to. He, he can't even say Snoop Dogg splash him because it was not, but he can kind of say it would go, yeah, we know. Um, listen, Snoop Dogg is and always has been a wrestling fan. Of course, his famous cousin in wrestling circles, he's done her theme music over in the WWE. He is a Hall of Famer there, as previously stated. But the WWE did not give Snoop an opportunity to get in the ring and do a little something, something. AEW said, bring your slim self all over here, dog. Let's go. Um, we know that wrestling is a profession and where the professionals spend hours upon end perfecting their craft. Snoop probably took about 30 minutes to get himself together <laughs> to do what he did. I am saying that for the time that he spent doing what he, learning what he did on live TV, because you know they tape it live or whatever, it was good because a lot of us athletically inclined people, I'm not saying I am athletically inclined, but even some people with an athletic background could not do what Snoop did because wrestling is not as easy as the professionals make it look. That's why they're pros. And wrestling so hurts. It, it absolutely hurts. Even when you're falling on top of another person or attempting to splash another person, every part of that ring hurts. When you hit that wood, that plywood under there, there's no cushion, there's no give. It is your body hurling downward and you're going to feel it later, if not instantly, there in that impact. So, no, you know, pun impact. So again, uh. I, I applaud Snoop. I applaud AEW for utilizing the name value of that Snoop Doggy Dog and Serpentico for volunteering as a tribute in the Snoop Dog Hunger Games and taking what he took. 
that's that's a pro for you and and that's again the smartness of AEW trying to stay relevant popular and getting people into tuning into their product even if you don't see anything but that clip that's eyes on AEW that's me flipping the channels one day as a non-wrestling fan going Snoop Dogg or that's me seeing a clip online and going let me turn in and, and watch to see what else they have going on here because if they brought in Snoop maybe there's actually some other talented people that I could get behind and watch so again using somebody of that magnitude in the proper fashion you know maybe months from now we have a rematch and you know Snoop has some actual training behind him and it looks a little bit better than this first instant did I mean and, and, and and some props, props to MJF because um, you know I'm a huge MJF fan but him staying in character going I had to take a picture with the Snoop Dogg guy who is this I mean oh I saw that picture like, yeah like Snoop is Snoop. Everybody knows. I don't care who you are. You know who it is. But, I mean, and, and him going, yeah, you know, well, it wasn't me. I love it. I love it, and it, it absolutely worked for AEW, and I believe it worked in their favor. I wish you didn't bring up MJF. Why? Because I wanted MJF and Dion Warwick to have it out on <sighs> AEW Dynamite television. That would have been great for it's, AEW. It's not over yet. I mean, it could happen. We just got to get Auntie Dion out the house. You know, it's 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 a pandemic. You got a child. She can't just be out here lollygagging and yet, whooping everybody's butt. But yet, but yet she can DLC and uh, Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight versus that, Adam. That's her family. These are people she's probably living with, you know. Like, it's okay. It's fine. Well, anyways, Tony Khan, you back to bring Strong on Steam. You can back up a little change on Dion. Listen, Auntie Dion will be out when the pandemic is over and she will put little Max over her knee and spank that well, that just okay. All right. Okay then. All right. Moving Next. on. <laughs> but anyway, um, what Mika doesn't know is that Snoop Dogg is also trained in MMA, which that is different from wrestling. So that gives him a step up to uh, you don't do whatever spring it is. off the cage in MMA. No, you don't climb the cage in MMA. There's a whole different set of disciplines there. And uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying that it's not all wrestling. So it is a it is a step up when it comes to training and cardio and getting your wind and everything. And plus, he didn't uh, look gassed. He just was a little you know, awkward. You look folded when you hit the, hit the <laughs> again. The, the guys. What like, did Jim Ross say? Folded like an accordion. He's a tall, lanky guy. He's not that heavy. You don't even have anybody. Like I'm trying to think of somebody. First of all, first of all, he was wrong. I would say at first he was wrong by asking them to pull Serpentico over because the way he splashed, Serpentico was in a perfect position before they moved. But him. again, as you're up there, not. This is not your arena, so to speak. You're up on the top rope. He's, let's give him, what, 6'2", six, 6'3". He's now standing on the top rope. That's about, what, another 4 or 5 feet. He's like 10, 11 feet in the air, about to jump down. And he's got to jump over and out. And he's like, crap, I am not making that. Bring that man in because <laughs> he doesn't want to miss, at least in his head. Or he's thinking, I don't have a spring in these legs. Snoop is not a spring puppy here, you know. He's a he's an older dog, dog. Well, you know, he got that weed, so he's going to heal him up pretty good. I mean, I don't know anything about that. But I'm just saying, maybe he was looking and going, I can't leap that far. Bring him in some. Whatever the case may be. Give the man his right. props. Right, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who was oh. better when it came to splashes, Snoop Dogg or Snooky? <sighs> I forgot about Snooky. Okay, all right. Well, I know your answer on that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
So, so yeah, uh, AEW um, versus NXT. Um, I forgot what Big Swole quote tweeted, but it was something about uh, fans on Twitter talking about the war between NXT and and AEW, which to me is fake. The whole thing is just a ruse by fans, unless there, there's no real war it's between the company. No, no, no. There's no real war between the companies except for the companies that are running it themselves. So with this thing with the fans, and and I've been saying this ever since uh, before. I think before Dynamite aired on TV when we were in North Carolina. No, no, no. That was afterwards. That that's the only war. That's the real war. Social media cut it out. The the war Stop. in wrestling is always going to be people posting ratings, dissecting segments, dissecting storylines, dissecting talent or lack therefore of. You're going on a secondary level. I'm talking about the people who say, you guys, AEW, AEW sucks. WWE sucks. I'm I'm getting there. Okay. These are the bases that they, if they could form a decent conversation, these are the bases that they're going to use. But you have fans who are like, Rival gang members are going to be East Coast, West Coast beefing around about which company is this, which company is that. Because they're such diehards. The fact of the matter is the Monday Night Wars were wars because fans were so rabid that people were literally going in households, breaking up and splitting up to watch whatever they Mm -hmm. wanted to watch on that night. People want to relive that. We've had a whole series of that with the WWE showing the Monday Night Wars. So people who are fans watching that want to be a part of something special. They want to be part of a winning team. If WWE wins, that's my team. If AEW, these up-and-comers, these outsiders who are doing it themselves, that's my team. People are going to support wholeheartedly their favorites because they want their favorites to succeed they want their favorites to dominate and be on top they want people to recognize their favorites as the premier brand or the premier uh, wrestling program and when you don't then you get into these arguments about the ratings and segments and what have you if again you can form a proper thought and sentence but it's not a bad thing as far as the fans being so gung-ho about it I see it as a good thing because no press is bad press. Bullshit. If people are talking in this age of social media where people are on here hashtag retweeting, requote AW stuff, when people are even arguing, cross arguing about something that happened, I'm a WWE fan and I hated this on AEW, that is good because again, somebody is going to go back and look and watch and put eyes on a product that they otherwise would not have looked at. That Snoop Dogg thing. If I'm a diehard WWE fan and I'm not, I'm just like, screw Snoop, he cheated on us. And I hear that his splash was a flop. Let me go ahead and look at this video. I'm putting eyes on a product I otherwise never would have thought about looking at, and vice versa. I'm actually glad that WWE didn't go uh, into their feelings about Snoop Dogg. They did. They on, did? On the back end, they did, yes. What did, what did they do? <sighs> did they take his name off the Hall of Fame? No, but they were. there was talk about changing Sasha's music out, taking the Snoop entrance oh, out. Um, there was talk about him maybe quietly being removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. So, uh, so wait a minute. You're talking about move, removing, maybe publicly, 
moving Snoop Dogg's name out the WWE Hall of Fame, but you can't move an orange turd. Listen, you want to know? Do we need to get back to politics and why? I'm take a shot he gave this. he gave Linda a whole ass uh everything. Vince spent a whole lot of money. They're all friends. They took pictures in the White House. Look, the whole family took pictures in the White House. Yeah, you kidding they did. me? It, it, like, it, it looked like uh, what was it? The purge. Uh, looked like the purge and the Hunger Games met up in the White House, and there was Vince going, "This is some good shit," you know. So, hey, sorry. You're actually doing shots of tequila alternative. Hold on, it's been sitting here all this time. Yes, it has. The son of a biscuit. Dry January. Chupa for you, maybe. <laughs> I can get another shot for you. Yeah, we we're about to do some shots. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Speaking of Snoop Dogg, I want to bring this out. Uh, you see the segment? Oh, Sorry. did you see the segment with uh, Private Party? How private, cheesy it was. Private Party and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. No, I missed. We that. got the gin. We got the gin. But where's the juice? And Snoop Dogg slams an ocean spray with no label. Ocean spray juice on the table. Listen. And then money, Matt Hardy came in. Listen, first and foremost, private party is getting the rub, as they say in the business. Private party is getting put into positions where a team of their youthful caliber typically would not be. They've been on um and, and right there with Snoop Dogg now. Now they've gone and did a little crossover on impact so kudos to them and again they've got a finisher called gin and juice snoop dog has a song called gin and juice it all ties back together and again being somebody who let's just say for some reason i didn't know who snoop dog was and now i see private party with snoop dog with gin and juice i go look up the song and now i'm a fan it all comes back together and it's all relative to getting more eyes ears exposure to your product whether it be music or in this case private parties career in wrestling <laughs> shout out to isaiah cassidy and mark quinn um they're uh, good friends of mine took a picture back in uh, house of hardcore in philly i i mean i was shocked when i found out that that private party was an impact uh, but, you know, AEW and Impact are having a little crossover uh, branding type type deal. Spreading from uh, Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Oof. So, excuse me. I took a shot. I'm belching. So, um. Of not a zero proof stuff. Okay. <laughs> Let me pop the bottle. No, no, me. no. I'm reading first. I'm trying to see what this is. We'll talk about it. Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to Bill Cosby you. I am certainly not worried. Yellow pudding. No, anyway. Um, I was very surprised that uh, Private Party was on Impact, but I wasn't... I take that back. I was very surprised that they appeared on Impact, but right now it's an AEW Impact-type bridging deal that they're having, which is very, very nice in wrestling because I like when companies can work together for a temporary amount of time. Same thing with NWA coming on to Impact. I mean, not Impact. NWA coming over to AEW Television. Right. With uh, Serena D being the champion. And honestly, I love Serena. She got some sick abs. Serena Deeb is amazing as a human and a competitor. And just... The woman is 
great. I mean, there's no shortage of good words I can possibly come up with right now. Yeah, she's in a phenomenal shape. Um, she's, yoga instructor. She's a veteran in this business of uh, over, what, 10, 15, 20 years? I don't even know. But she is just amazing shape. Yeah, yoga does a body good, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, but not just that. Just the fact that the mind, the body, the spirit, they're all just crafted perfectly for this wrestling. And she is showing a new generation of people who did not know who she was coming from um, the Stanford prison system. Um, wow. What she was, it is able to do in a ring. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention with NWA, Thunder Rosa. Um, who who was the former uh, NWA Women's Champion? So um, I I find that to, I, I like the fact that AEW is bridging to other companies, and you know AEW can stand on its own, but just having that kind of uh, foreign diplomacy towards other ones. What foreign diplomacy? I like it. It's got a cup at the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, About to say no. I got a clean carpet. Well. Yeah, I said that, and I was wrong. My bad. <laughs> Foreign diplomacy, but again... I just put that in quotation marks. I so. talked about, a, a, a couple episodes filled back, about AEW and the crossover appeal. When we were talking about how, you know, they were doing these collaborations with the NWA and how this is a good stage for everybody as far as anybody who's outside of the WWE system to showcase talent now you've added impact to this mix and the talent exchange is truly good for business um absolutely because you have people like you talk about thunder rosa who yes yeah, she's nwa a former nwa women's champion where nwa did not have like a a worldwide television deal it just had like a nationwide television deal where you could see an nwa turn on youtube or what have you people were not as familiar with Thunder Rosa who did not follow professional wrestling in the United States or in the Southeast. Now, a whole new group of people throughout the entire world can see Thunder Rosa and see what she brings to the table and to see this amazing talent. And that is the true, I think, money-making premise that Tony Khan has stumbled on or maybe by design where you reach out to Impact and go listen. We're two halves of the same hole here against a machine. Let's yeah. partner up and let's make business good for the two of us, but not just for us in general, but for wrestling in general and give everybody mm -hmm. an opportunity to shine. I love that. As a wrestling fan, I'm just like, I'm here for it. You know, I don't know where I just bought a Roku so I could get impact. Like I oh, they got impact on the Roku yeah. network. Like, I was not able to get... How much is that? Roku? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I have idea. a Roku. I have no idea. But I got Roku, so I can get Impact. You bought the stick? I bought the stick. Okay. Um, you like the stick? Who doesn't like the stick? <laughs> That's before the shot, y'all. I had to throw it in you and know for that. That's before the shot, y'all. But the, the fact of the matter is, they're both out here doing what's good for wrestling. And it's good for wrestling on that independent level as well as a professional level outside of the WWE's system. WWE has cornered the market. There is no going against the giant. We're not trying to play David here. What we're trying to do is show that there is an alternative 
to the WWE. There is opportunity outside of the WWE. There is wrestling outside of the WWE, and you should know the names Impact. You should know the names AEW. You should know the names ROH. You should know the names New Japan. There's other wrestling to be had out there, and all these relationships building and blossoming and showcasing talent is going to help push that agenda. And uh, before you even stepped on this show, I've, I've been on that for years because um, <laughs> oh. I've, I've been on I've been on that for years because that was um, that was my thing that was my thing in this uh, business of wrestling because WWE is the juggernaut, WWE has closed themselves off, WWE has a performance center, and whoever they, whoever uh, quote unquote jobber they want to bring on TV, they can bring it on TV without importing. Um, and that's how that that's how I liked it. Last the last entity I think that tried to branch out like that was uh, Global Force Wrestling, run by Jeff mm, Jarrett, and I it went into about Inti- GFW. Yeah, well, I was look, I'm gonna catch an L for this one, but I was capable for GFW to succeed because Impact. I mean, TNA wasn't uh, it was you know right, meandering right. for years. WWE was really the only one, and ROH was just now coming up due to their deal with Sinclair Broadcasting. You know, and Ring of Honor was just Ring of Honor was underground wrestling for years. You had to be at a show. You had to get the tapes. You had to know. The, you had to know the know how and know when, where, why. You know, right. just to see a show. And that was back in the David Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe days. That's how it was. And now you know Sinclair, which has more money than WWE, they acquired them. And uh, you know, anyway, I'm getting flustered. Uh, <laughs> it's the tequila because apparently this is we gonna talk about it. Go ahead and take a shot. I'm scared now. <laughs> so, um, with this unity in wrestling is not only with the performers; it can be with the fans also. You know, uh, your talent moves around and they go to different shows, and you know, just like certain talent, they walk in, nobody knows who that person is, and they walk out. I want a shirt. I want them to come back, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, both these guys or this guy, whatever they right. chant in the show. And it's a beautiful thing. And um, speaking of Thunder Rosa, I was laughing at the rumor mill when they said she's going to WWE. And I know Thunder Rosa through a friend of mine and I, Thunder Rosa has her hand in so many things. Thunder Rosa is amazingly talented in the ring, but outside the ring as well. Um, Texas uh, strong there Texas strong Thunder Rosa who's running a promotion now in Texas um, so which like, one is that don't ask me I okay. don't remember the name um, but um, it's a women's promotion a women's promotion oh title match um, but everybody with any monochrome of talent they're going to say oh my gosh WWE going to take them because again the WWE is known for taking talent now doing a lot with talent not so much but they will Pac-Man and eat up a lot of talent from the independent scene uh, they've got a couple signs you talked about Ben Carter um, Ben Carter just uh, recently signed the WWE oh lord I forgot they signed oh my god they, I, I, I hate her name but I'm glad that she got signed they, the former Priscilla Kelly, or forever Priscilla Kelly to some of us, PK, um, just signed with the WWE. Um, and what is her name? Gigi Dolan. <laughs> oh, or Dolan, I don't know. It sucks. Listen, again, 
Priscilla is mad talented. That was obvious from when they uh, had her in the Mae Young Classic. Um, but much like most independent talent who they had, they didn't know what to do with. Oh, by the way, uh, you speaking of uh, signees, we forgot uh, two-thirds of the Rascals. Not we. I mean, I was gonna get there too. We were, we, were, we were talking about PK giving PK her due, giving her shine. Well, but. you got to give her flowers though. But me personally, and I'm gonna say this: I just think the name sucks. But I know that if they let Priscilla Kelly, Priscilla Kelly be Priscilla Kelly, then it's gonna work. Except for the vomiting, which is not gonna go. That's with not. Jelly. That's not Priscilla Kelly's thing, though. See, that's that's again. Priscilla, it was just a trend. Priscilla Kelly's thing, and people. You pull that as her thing, but that's not her thing. PK is a wrestler through and through. Like last month um, in December at Show of the Year, PK was at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, AWE, one of the promotions, her first home promotion. And I think what people forgot is Priscilla can wrestle. Like she's a wrestler. She didn't get out there, she didn't lick her opponent. She got in the ring with Killer Kelly, and they had a freaking match i wish i was there because priscilla can wrestle all the shock and awe things of that craziness out there that people associate with priscilla kelly that was for like okay you want to put on a show i'll put on a show but the thing is at the end of the day the girl can wrestle so what the wwe does with priscilla kelly whether they let her continue to be hell's favorite harlot Oh, um, which is the, the, her tagline, which, again, had nothing to do with any of the wild stuff that she was really out there doing. That was just her tagline. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen next? Who, how are they going to utilize this girl and what are they going to do with her? Um, I'm interested, concerned, but interested because I want this journey to be for people who don't know who Priscilla Kelly is or who don't know who Gigi is and to see where this could take her. Speaking of being congratulatory and concerned, I am both for the Rascals. Uh, or Two should words. I say uh, uh, Scarlet and Graves. The, the tag team of the Indies, which is uh, Desmond Xavier and Zach Wentz. But they made a showing debuting on the Dusty Rhodes Tag Tournament. Is that really their name? Scarlet and Graves? That was it in the Indies. I think it's like M okay. MTK or something. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out because I was like, wait, what are these initials? I'm like, what does this mean? I'm like, okay, I just, it's too much. Yeah, but but I'm saying that, that's what they were in the Indies, mm -hmm. and I see them as uh, Wentz and Xavier, Xavier and Wentz. Mm -hmm. But they showed out the first round of the Dusty Tournament beating uh, uh, Isaiah Scott and Jake Atlas, I think. And they got the Triple H finger of approval. They got the Triple H finger approval because, again, hate the man, love the man, call him the creator, call him the game, cerebral, assassin, whatever. The man knows talent. And when they're out here snatching up all this talent from the independent scene, Hunter has a huge part in that. His best friend, Sean, was not the biggest guy. Him and uh, Regal. Um, well, yeah, Regal, but I'm just... Hunter's got more... Cool. I know, but you, but you gotta get Regal's flowers. Oh though. no, Regal! I absolutely I will not be smirch, Lord Stephen Regal <laughs> at all. Love that man. Okay, um, but Hunter has got a huge hand in this talent and bringing the unconventional talent to the table and making sure that they get signed. There's a reason these smaller guys, like 
Isaiah Scott Swerve, like whatever, like um, like Champa, like Gargano, um, Candice, like these smaller competitors, these Theory. independent theories. Theories a body guy. Okay. Theories Vince's speed. That wasn't a hard sell at all. Because okay. he's literally he's John Cena Jr. Literally, truly, figuratively. Ten, they, they bold him that way. Ten years from now, if this kid is not Cena Jr., I don't know what they did wrong, but this is where it's going, okay? Because that's... If, if Cena had a baby with himself, it is awesome, Barry. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a boy. Dun, 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 dun. But the reason that the smaller competitors are here is because Hunter is recognizing that talent. They've scoped the talent, Regal as well. They've seen people evolve. Anthony Henry just got signed to WWE. Yeah. Oh, man, that's my dude. Yeah. So, again, all this smaller talent, awesome talent, but a smaller guy, not the biggest dog in the fight. So, WWE snatches his talent up because they know talent and whether letting it go out and be someplace else when you can have it in-house hold it in your hand and then take it and make it what you want you rename it you repackage it and you let it go they've had success people forget your KOs your Brian Danielson's um, talent that they've had that they've repackaged that they've put into the WWE system and has become successful so this experiment is ongoing and they're going to continue it until they have a formula that they dummy proofed up where they can take anybody from the indies and make them into a wwe superstar speaking of which i'm gonna i'm gonna shout out somebody who's very very talented as you say coming up through the nxt system but i think personally he's talentless when it comes to uh, being on main roster. And this is not really a shot shot to him. It's just what they saw of him and what they're minimalizing of him. And that's the limitless Keith Lee. Uh, the man poured his heart and soul when he was wrestling in the indies, had a special, he had a special in WWE. But as soon as they pulled him into the main roster, it was like, oh boy, what are we gonna do? And he, he put himself out there on NXT and the reports that I heard a couple months ago was that Vince wanted him to have more training, which all wrestlers do train, period. Uh, it's not like they put three or four in the corner and say, you need more training. It's just that the funny thing about this report was Vince McMahon didn't know who Keith Lee was really. Because he was a big guy doing cruiserweight moves, and that's what got the fans over being limitless. And that's what Keith Lee is. That's what got him over in the indies. WWE, as much and as good as you are on the indies and everything that you accomplish and everything that you bring to the table, is not enough and not something that they're going to settle for. They want to create you in their own image. They'll take that moniker and make it mean something totally and completely different than what it did before. So... I can't. No, no wonder Ricochet so neutered. I, I can't knock anything that Keith Lee has managed to accomplish on the main roster because it's it's a huge step for somebody 
who is not coming from a um, a generational situation in the WWE. Um, he, he doesn't have a family name that's backing him, that is getting him any sort of limelight or push or a chance to step into the ring with the WWE's top guys and perform uh, and do what it is he does. Um, he is not the most athletically shaped person. He's a big dude, but it's not a... Um, the wholeheartedly Vince thing. Vince likes big boys. He likes big boys who looks like they're all jacked up on roids. Big boy do big boy things. He don't look like a big boy doing big boy things, and especially when he leaves his feet. That's not a WWE trait for their big men. Their big men do not jump in the air. When Undertaker threw a drop kick, people lost their mind because the Undertaker's feet did not leave the ground. That's big boys doing big boy WWE stuff. Keith Lee is flipping around like a two freaking 195 pound dude. That's not how Vince sees his big man. So that's part of where his like do more training to keep the man on his feet type deal. That's why I think it comes from. But again, Keith Lee and even the Ricochets or whoever, and they're, I'm not, and they're in the system. And how they work the system is how we need to hope it gets better as it goes along for them. And as a fan, and somebody who watches wrestling, recognize the groundbreaking that they're doing. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Keith Lee as a person. He's not not knocking right. Ricochet as a person either. It's just what is presented to us on on the uh, for me on YouTube when I see their matches. So that's that's not so anybody who you're going to go, you're going from previous knowledge to current knowledge, and there's the problem. So so if anybody says, oh, he shouldn't Lee says something about Keith Lee, no, because I'll tell Keith Lee to his face. And he'll correct me of what going on this, that, the third off mic, and I will, and I will say that for sure, um, because a lot of times, even I learned from PJ Black, aka just FKA Justin Gabriel, that he told, he said it, and it's on video on Under the Mat Radio. He said it. It's just that WWE don't let you do certain things, right. and that's why he is living his best life as PJ Black, being a Ring of Honor and, and things like that. That's a WWE has a. A strict, I mean, people have heard about the list, like you can't do certain moves, you can't do this. Well, there is a, a certain mindset and move set when it comes to different um, body types and to different situations as far as where you are in the pecking order as well. Everybody can't be going around doing like, uh, what is this, the Hurt Lock, you know, like... Did the uh, full Nelson? The full Nelson. Yeah. Like, you can't do the full Nelson because Bobby's doing it. Well, you know, if you're, you know, a female doing a full Nelson and, and ragdolling your opponent, now it takes away from Bobby's move. So that's, a old, that's an old school thing right there. You that, can't have each other's finishes. old school like a mofo. And when that, your finish is a basic move, you definitely got to make sure that you keep it protected. They're protecting what they see their product to be and what they see these... It, these independent contractors who are their entities, these characters that they've created for their television program, they're keeping it in their vision and their scope of what is acceptable and not acceptable. And as a wrestling fan, it's frustrating because, again, I know what they're capable of, like you know what they're capable of. But as a WWE fan, I expect less. And when they give me more, I'm like, okay, gosh, thanks, you know? All right, as far as less is more, give a shout out to Alexa Bliss. Who, uh, you know, she has a series of concussion cases, but she's very, very marketable. Um, I will still say to this day, thank you for showing me that footage of her going <laughs> ass over tea kettle over on John Morrison and almost hitting one of the monitors. Johnny Drip Drip saved Bliss Bliss. 
in the Thunderdome. Uh, and then also, I'm liking her uh, character development. She really can act. So even if she can't wrestle anymore, she can actually do some acting. Um, Alexa about the win and women's rumble, man. And face Oscar. You mean you mean get in there and turn into uh, a possessed uh, fiend and just throw everybody so out? There's just like the fiend. There's two sides to bliss. You got Bray Wyatt, the happy-go-lucky sweater. Hi, everybody in the fun house. You got the Alexa with Alexa's playground who wants to be on the swings and slides and you that know, was awesome. fun. That was actually awesome with the swings. Right. And you got that, and then you've got the Alexa who you know fingers. Lights go out, eyes glow, she snaps, um, turns from pretty, pretty pink princess to little dark fairy demon whore, and sorry, whore. not maybe not the whore, but yeah. uh, but she just goes and like, hey, you can't hurt her. It's just like the fiend. She's possessed by the fiend, like Bray Wyatt is possessed by the fiend. Yeah, they're doing this a la Freddy Krueger on WWE television, so uh, if people don't know the story of Freddy Krueger, and I'm not a horror movie person. Uh, Freddy Krueger was a child molester, a child killer. People chased him around town. He ended up being in some kind of uh, building, and they burnt the building up. His ass got burned up, so he haunts people in their dreams. So it's kind of like a creative during this pandemic, because this would never happen in arenas, for real. Um, they wouldn't have the time to do it, but they do it no. so quick. Yeah. So they might. They. I think they're practicing their for. No, no. Well, some of the segments tape, but this. The, the bliss in the ring thing yeah they've got it quick they've yeah. got it like down pat because those lights were not we're live on raw were you, you know? down with her setting randy orton on fire and letting him wear a lucha mask listen this is not the first time we've set somebody on fire in the wwe and unfortunately will not be the last time well fireball excuse me fireball bray white the fiend was set on fire the, the, the Alexa Fireball was one of the better Fireballs that I've seen in wrestling because it was an actual contraption that shot the Fireball. They did not take the chance of it getting messed up with her doing a traditional Fireball where it's paper. Yeah, I, mean, I was like... The, the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior Fireball? I was there for it. I've seen Fireballs in person not go, you know, as good. So I was like, oh, shoot, they let her do a Fireball? Go ahead, Lexi! The, the, um, the flash paper fireballs where nothing goes up but your eyebrows? Nothing goes up at all. I mean, it, it's just been a mess. But I was there for it. I'm there for Randy being ugly <laughs> on the outside as he is on the inside. It's a whole Shakespearean deal that they're bringing back with the mask. And they could have dug up Cody mask, but they didn't. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad that you said that because I remember that dashing Cody Rhodes. Yep. And he pulled that off well. I, I honestly thought that Randy was going to come because I knew he had to come with his facial covering. And I'm like, they're going to do the Cody mask. Holy hell, this is going to be some static. They didn't. Thank God. He came up with a lucha mask. <laughs> I mean, Randy Wrestling watched, Twitter. Randy watched some lucha when he was little and he wanted to be like, you know. El Santo. Let him do it, okay? Let him do it. He He's in the locker room with Mills back there in 97. So let him wow. do it. Okay, we just saw that video and uh, right. something not to revisit. Um, but I do want I do want to go get down to a serious note and a subject because wrestling also got infected with COVID, past and present. Some people came out with it. Drew Gall Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre uh, just had a round of it. I think he's coming back soon. Uh, one of the Bucks said they had it. And uh, by gauging uh, AEW tapings, you don't know when they had it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why they was so delayed on that one. I thought AEW was cl was close to the ground with it, but also uh, you want to talk about Schadenfreude. You want to talk about karma. 
Chris Jericho also had it. And there's one or two suspecting situations of where he got it. Where would he possibly get it? I mean, what are we trying to say here? Remember Sturgis Rally when you had the concert? <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of heat on Jericho now with, with, with fans. Well, people... Even though he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And the, the fact of the matter is, none of the fan heat is stopping any of his paying gigs. Mm-mm. He's still going to wrestle for AEW and be a part of that. He's still going to be a member of Fozzie. He's still going to donate money where he sees fit because he can do that because he has his beliefs. So, karma, yes. Um, wrestling Twitter and Twitter in general coming after Jericho, that's cool, that's good. But you're not hurting the man at I actually all. love. I actually love the people that get on Twitter and post, I'm subscribing from you. I'm unfollowing you. Uh, you don't have to say anything. Making an announcement like it's going to make this person upset or cry. It is not. No. All you got to do is click the, click the unfollow button. Click the unsubscribe from the podcast and the YouTubes or whatever uh, venture that he has. Then you're, you're good. Like, let me put it this out there. I have not listened to Jericho's show in, shoot, two years? I do it depending on the guest. I, I, there are people that I know who have been on this show and I have not listened. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, like, okay, I will give the devil his due in the ring and be like, okay, Jericho's on. If he's in the ring or whatever, I'll watch or whatever. But I'm not going to go outside of that because outside of that wrestling and outside of his music, I don't believe in what he believes in. So I can't support I'm not going to be buying the Jericho shirts and, you know, not buying the Fozzy albums. Not his personal line? Yeah, nah. Keep your Painmaker stuff. I'm sorry. I, I can't. <laughs> I will not. So you're doing this on a... I'm uh, not doing the Jericho Cruise. I'm not, you know... Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. That was a tough one. Because yeah. I, I was going to do it the next time. Because, again, I have friends who are on this cruise. And I'm like, yeah, no. As we talked about being your moral compass is with the Cheeto person... I feel the same way again. Thank you for your contributions to wrestling or what have you, but I'm not going to actively subscribe or put money into your pocket knowing that you're going to take that money and do something with it that I don't agree with. Well, I bought the book years ago, his first uh, book that he had, so the money's gone, so I just have it. Then he autographed it years ago um, at Soundstage in Baltimore, met him and talked to him and... That was it. So, but that's all in the past. So you just didn't know until now. That's why I, I, I laugh right. at people that when they unsupport some, when they unsupport somebody, they take all their stuff and roll it like right. Like, you like know, again, they already got I the money. I didn't make I didn't make a huge deal out of it. Like you know, like oh my gosh, I'm not gonna support Chris Jericho. Like dude, well, just click the button. Okay. Click, just, click the button. Move on. I, I don't. If somebody wants to talk about it. We'll talk about it. Hell, if he wants to talk about it, like all right, here's. Here, we we have a discussion. We're adults. I don't like something you did. I don't like something you do. I don't like you as a person. I can still respect your work. I can still like your work. And, but and, I don't respect you as a person. And most of you people on Twitter, you're not influencers. Cut it out. Yeah, even influencers. In, no, no, no. I, influencers, I, I, influencers if, they, if they tweet something, it influences being an influencer. It influences but they're not gonna, minded they're, people. They're not going to go, huh? It influences weaker-minded people. But they're not going to go, I'm unfollowing you. They'll be like, what you did and donating to this is such, such, such. But they're not going to say, oh, I'm unfollowing you. But, again, social media influencers, they influence. So I would I would give it that. Anyway. Um, but 
uh, I think which one of the Bucks had COVID? I think it was Nick, and he was worse for wear. But I believe that being a, a company AEW, keeping your ear to the ground and being down with your fans, you should have told somebody. I don't think that they did not say anything for you know like they didn't keep it a hush hush type of deal. AEW tapes so many episodes months and months and months out you know where uh it could have been in the after some tapings or what have you and so they say it and they're like okay if i say it like this monday and we show a show tuesday with him in the ring people, oh, people lose, are dumb enough to people gonna lose their religion okay. you know like oh my god he and so you know it, it, i think it was one of those things where it was out there but it wasn't like we don't need to hold a press conference to say we got covid because unfortunately the way this pandemic is going the way this virus is going a lot of folks have getting covid like rapidly and in just you know especially in wrestling as we're doing this people are in the ring breathing on each other and what have you and there it is you know going to the store just it's going to happen. It has happened. It's going to continue to happen until, you know, we get vaccines or whatever. It's, so. going, it's going to hit you like a twisted T uh, can. Ooh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Those memes have been coming out also. That was before the Bernie. Oh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, so just saying that we wish everybody well, whoever contracts it. Um, I don't know anybody of late who's had it and they were for worse for wear. So, I'm not sure. I don't. It's not coming off my mind right now, but whoever has gone through that, you know, we yeah. wish you well. There are people we know that, you know, have had it. Or well, I'm talking it. about it currently right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, but for Jericho, I would say I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jericho. So I, sometime, now, with the Painmaker or the Champion, whoever he is now, I just backed off. And I, I'm sorry to sound redundant, but I backed off of Jericho a bit because it's like, you know, yes, he's putting people over. He put... Uh, Sugar Dunkerton over. Uh, he put over uh, MJF if he was not over with other people. You know, the, the debonair, dinner debonair. He MJF was uh, was burning after that one. You know, he he had awards after that. People didn't was like, oh, who that other guy? But it happened. Um, now Jericho and the inner circle split up in the tag teams, saying that who's the better tag team? And that match was more like uh, we're just gonna have fun or whatever. Um, even though I'm a fan of uh, Proud and Powerful, Santana Ortiz. Sammy Hagar. <laughs> team. Oh. Even Sammy Hagar came out and said that Sammy one. Hagar. You know, old rocker, Twisted Sister. I think. Like, is that your name? Yeah. Yep. So, um, again, you know, I'm and I didn't, I didn't think I said this earlier, but I'm an AEW person more than WWE because I believe that companies should uh, get their flowers and get their due. They should have their day in the sun. One thing that I found weeks ago, and I didn't talk to you about this, but you know about this news, but uh, Jim Ross being critical of some of the AEW spots. But not only that, but the spots in wrestling period. That's Jim Ross don't like flippy shit. Y'all don't say. The old man, the old man under the hat with the barbecue sauce, don't like it when your young bucks, no offense, go flipping and dipping all around the ring. Jim Ross is a throwback to a different time in wrestling. All due respect to the man because he knows, seen, and has done more in wrestling than a lot of people who stepped in the ring um, will ever do in their entire lives. Much like this Undertaker situation where Next back subject. in the day, 
when he said what he said about locker rooms. Wait, wait, wait. Let's keep on Jim Ross here. I'm just saying, like, like how Undertaker said what he said, Jim Ross is going to say because this is not his style of wrestling. The man has an eye for talent, undoubtedly. The man has seen talent come up through the years, undoubtedly. But the business, the aspect of wrestling has changed. Kayfabe is dead. You have to do more in the ring physically to catch people's attention, considering that there are quote-unquote real contact sports out there that are more prevalent and are more over than wrestling. So when you, as a non-wrestling fan, see somebody doing some crazy athletic moves, some over-the-top flippy shit, for lack of better words, you go, damn, okay, wrestling, that's what it's about now, okay, because you're not tuning it in anyway, but again, it's going to make you stop and look and maybe have a conversation, turn on the TV, subscribe for $9.99 for a month or so, or whatever, just to see what wrestling is about these days, so I don't begrudge the man his opinion, but his opinion is... An older person's opinion, much like get these kids off my lawn type deal, where you know what, Gramps, we got you. We gonna go over here and still play on the lawn. You just ride out to the sunset. But I do agree with one of the points that he did say, and what he was saying was, um, he was talking about how, how um, when you do high spots, everybody's holding each other up. Like it, to me, it remind, and I don't think he said it, but it reminds me of bowling. You know, because when that high spot comes up, oh, the guy's going to go, he's going to come to the outside. Hold up, let's let's huddle together. I believe that part because back when high risk was high risk, you either catch the person or you don't. But and, again, and that this was, is cooperation here. And that's I don't why they, want the man to die. And that's why they called high risk because you risk something coming off the turnbuckle. Same thing with Sid Vicious. Mm. Broke his leg in two. Broke his leg in two. Doing a big boot that he should have never been doing. There, there should be a warning whenever you bring up his name when that break happens because you're just like, Ugh. don't worry. I saw that live on Raw. I mean, on Raw Nitro yeah. the, the night after and made me spit up a bit. But Sid doesn't really have legs as far as uh, working out. It's all bones. It's just he's all That's top. Why he broke. He's all top. So, so when Jim when when Jr. said that. I agree with him. Say, yeah, holding people up, holding people up. And it's not only Jim. It's a number of people that says that. That's a Jim Ross thing. That's a Jim. Is it a Jim thing? Cornette? Oh, you believe it. Oh, you best believe Cornette is one of them. But again, we understand that the outcomes in wrestling are predetermined. That when somebody is on the top rope, when they're about to do one of these dangerous quote-unquote spots where they're diving outside the ring and there's a number of people outside. I, I'm pretty sure you have, but for those who've not seen when that sea of bodies part, where a person is not caught, where a person dived from the top rope and is totally and completely in contact with not a person's body, but a concrete floor or chair or something, the sound that the human body makes at that impact the jarring that you feel witnessing and seeing that knowing that this person could be legitimately injured 
not just like a little bit hurt or broken or shaken up that they legit that i might have to call an ambulance and we might see a broken bone or a body or a possible death it is jarring and i'm sure a lot of these guys who've taken these spots or been outside the ring have seen or heard it and again good guys bad guys wrestling guys they all work together you do not want to see somebody legitimately hurt unless you're you know a jerk in general you don't want to see somebody hurt when you could have cradled their fall there's a way for you to do it there's a way that they do it so maximum impact is a lot of bodies catch us we all fall down and you know we, no. all, we all get up now you can't you can't argue against velocity. Uh, you can't argue against velocity because it happens. Can't argue against gravity. That too, but I, I I personally say this because I've seen this in indie shows where people like Joey Janellas and Ar Fox because Ar Fox did this in uh, Pennsylvania for Legacy Wrestling, uh, where he wanted to go on top of the sportsplex, very very high, in about. Uh, couple of wrestlers and I think like the security guys who are wrestlers coming up and want to do work they had to hold each other for about over 30 seconds just to make sure Mm -hmm. he plants himself on top of that facility and jumps I that is I mean maybe I'm speaking old school that's not my thing and I don't think I don't and I don't think it should be in wrestling now the, the thing that Mark Quinn does with the uh, back tuck dive that he does off the from the ring to the floor, and it's like one or two people, I am for that. Because you have to be in that spot when he does it. And you have to take it. Yeah, but, but not, if you're not in that spot and you could have had a couple guys like... Well, you have, well you, you have to learn how to improvise. Because, yeah. because number one... If somebody, and, and I'm not going to be like ask a wrestler here, but when somebody says, I'm going to do a high spot right here, I'll say, okay, I got to be in position when, I, when you do it. Okay. And when they, want to, when they go and do that high spot, I'm not going to hold myself for 10 seconds and be like, oh, come on, do it, come on, do it. I'm going to be that groggy individual that, that acts like I don't see it coming and it's going to hit. I'm not going to put myself out there for 20, 30 seconds like, all right, come on. Do it. Come on. Get, do the spot you know, done. Another reason that you don't see the high spots in WWE because Vince is of the same oak caliber. AEW has that mm, independent feel. I want to say that like kind of outlaw back road feel where they're still doing these indie horrific high spots where Vince would literally beat you with his old man penny loafer if you dare to do this little crazy high spot. The only time you see something like that is at a rumble, maybe where a uh, pay-per-view show a or a special show, and it's like okay, fine. And even when you see it on WWE, it's amazing that they still kind of mess it up. It's like Jesus Christ, you didn't even get hit and you failed because they're not, you know, like okay, whatever. But again, I, I get, I get, what I get what you're saying. I get where it's like okay, we see the setup where where our belief can only be suspended so much in wrestling. Where you see this man, we all see this man climbing. He take it forever, and you just gonna stand there and send him move out of the way. I get it, we get it. But at the same time, you know it's going to be something special, or you, it's going to be something athletic. It's going to be something like, let me get my camera out and take a picture. This is part of 
So you're down with those Joey Janela spots where he flings himself off a building. It's part of the experience. Now, Joey Janela hasn't flung himself off a building since that one time. Okay? <laughs> um, you, haven't, you, were, you weren't with me in that show uh, with him and Leo Rush doing a ladder match mm. well, at CZW. Again, but again, it's something special. It's something spectacular. It's something that you're either going to love or hate. But it's going to be one of those things where it's like, dude, you see this fool get up here and do this? You're not talking about the dudes on the ground, really and truly. You're talking about the fool who jumped up on them or how it looked when he landed, when he took out this person. I'm not saying everybody in their mother needs to do a hot spot because they do not. There should not be the same hot spots match after match after match. They should be special. They should be congruent to the story. Your needle is coming back a little bit. Your, your needle, as far as the meter, is coming back a little oh, bit again, when you're saying that. But again, everybody in the mother shouldn't do a hot spot because then it's it's the norm. And hot spots should not be the norm. But I'm not going to old man get off my grass with it because, again, <laughs> for the most part, especially in AEW, the people who do them, these are their norm. These are what they do. This is what they bring to the table. And I, and I like Top Flight. I mean, it's, it's refreshing to see Top Flight. Uh, my man Casey Navarro, who is on uh, Dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, my, my dude, Matt Seidel. Um, love seeing him. Love chatting up with him. And that's what Matt Seidel is, anyway. He's a high flyer, number one. Um, I, I like seeing stuff like that. But, like you say, special shows... Um, special spots because you know not only when you do it you're doing it but also it tolls the body more right. and more and more you can't make all of wrestling make sense it's not going to happen this is where as a wrestling fan I, we, we say suspend or disbelief or that's the implication Marco Stun is a perfect example of that Marco Stun is not going to be Marco Stun is not going to be that you know strong man he's a little guy who's going to get beat up by the bigger guys nine times out of ten. But when Marco starts to make his move, when Marco starts to make his comeback, when he's, you know, flying around doing things, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's great. You suspend your disbelief because you feel that you can put your hand out and stop Marco from doing anything because he's so little. But again, wrestling is where the story makes sense in the movement of the wrestlers. If the story makes sense for somebody to go up to top rope and try to wipe out an entire, I don't know, locker room faction or what have it, let it go. But that story should not be constantly told at the next match and the next match and the next match. That's where originality I, is just what you're speaking of. I, that's where I can agree with him. Everybody shouldn't be high spot. You know, that's that's about it. Let the high spots fly. For the love of God, please catch these boys and girls, because some of y'all don't know how. And it is ugly and it is scary and I know they be hurting afterwards. Well, there you go. Pain and tolls the body. And I'm gonna say this: if, if I was a uh, one of the guys in production and I see spots like that, I am pressing the drop button of bowling pins falling down. Uh, the sound effects. Um, That's why you're not in production, sir. Well, yeah, but let me tell you something. This whole high spot conversation is a lot better than talking about the Jerry Springer elements that AEW is trying to pull up with Jane Cargill. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh, uh, I know. That's sh- how you really feel. I'm shooting a little bit. Beautiful woman, but reminds me of Linda Miles, and she has some 16 packs on her. But let's go to one of the biggest storylines and what has 
divided the old school from the new school and that is of the undertaker being on joe rogan podcast he talked about his origins this was about two and two and a half hours plus of an interview i'm gonna catch it later somehow um on power for jre on youtube so it's long um the undertaker were talking about locker rooms and i agree with what he said about locker rooms they did have shift a bit and I heard this from Jim. I heard this from Jim Cornette years ago. I talked to him at a uh, at a uh, convention in Rhode Island. He was he was ranting about it in Jim Cornette way. He was saying that back in the day, uh, wrestlers that came in used to carry guns, knives, booze, and drugs and steroids into the locker rooms. And then he also said that now when you walk into a locker room, it's like video games and uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Video games and Pokemon and things like that nature and I agree with him because he makes a perception also Undertaker Mark Calloway has been in the business for almost 40 years 30 years with WWE and Xavier Woods had an eloquent response to it which I believe he was defending himself in his way because he's the guy who does up up down down but I still had to stick with Undertaker on this one as far as triggering people because I knew that Mark Calloway was not meant to trigger people he was telling people, this is what's going on. And you know, Mika, Twitter had his day with him. As they should have. And, and this is the part where we disagree because when you make an observation like that saying, yeah, they used to bring guns, knives, drugs, steroids in the locker room and say, now I'm just walking there and you're playing video games. Because not only, not only that part, I agree with that part, but he himself, the umpteenth WWE superstar between that and former WWE superstar was saying that the product is soft now and everybody's trying to look pretty. That's the part where I get when people were triggered about, not the part about being playing video games in locker rooms because I think that's a lot safer than having guns and knives and cocaine and steroids. So um, I I believe that part. Are you looking at Creed's tweet? I'm trying to. It's yeah. somewhere in there. Uh, he didn't. He didn't quote tweet. I don't think he quoted tweet. Uh, I can't get my tongue right. I'm about to say tweet. Treat. <laughs> I'm about to say treat. Wow. He didn't quote tweet it. It's going in reverse. But he had a very very eloquent response to it. And um, again, this is the Undertaker. He's quote unquote retired. I personally think we're going to see him in the ring make appearances on a Legends contract. Choke slam somebody, tombstone somebody, rest in peace, go home, get paid. Which, again, I'm sure... But he deserved it. Listen, as the way... As the dinosaur died out due to Ice Age or what have you, Meteor. so... Meteor, Ice Age, whatever, the fact of the matter is the world, as the dinosaur knew it, changed. Same goes for The Undertaker. How... He used to walk in the locker rooms with weapons or people with weapons and drugs in their bags. Well, Vince had to go to court for them drugs, didn't he? And weapons are against the law in most states as such. And this is not some um, outlaw backwater um, locker room that you walk outlaw in. Outlaw mud show. Yeah, this is not some outlaw mud show that you're walking into anymore now, son. This is a WWE locker room where catering is more expensive than some people are getting paid for their whole entire salary and a lifetime. So let's 
I, I, I'll piggyback on that. Uh, not only that, but the whole WWE in, in general, except for up, up, down, down, and catering and wrestling is social media because, you know, you watch these chronicle shows, you watch these uh, untold shows or 24, and they go backstage, they hanging out saying, yeah, this is my brother, this is my sister, uh, we had this relationship for years, which, to a certain extent, I, I, I get that we're all one and family in the industry, but when it comes to a heat of few, you know, you don't want to see that because you don't believe in it. But you don't it. have to watch the chronicle. But, 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 but again, this is neither here nor there. We're, we're talking about the other right. team. So, if, but the other team doesn't watch you, the product. That's see, clear. When are you going to see somebody in a WWE Chronicle, let alone even if they edit it, they walk backstage and uh, shake hands with somebody and hug somebody and they got a gun in the bag that you can see in the camera? You're not. Not in a publicly traded company like the WWE, who has to answer to not only investors and stockholders, but the rest of the free world, especially with the investors and people coming up with toy companies and this and the other. So you're not going to see it. But again, he talked about this current generation of wrestlers or the locker rooms being soft. Again, different time frame. This is not where you're going to have to worry and have a gun or a weapon or drugs in your bag because it's not that type of industry anymore. Let me let me stop you right there. Are you taking this as far as a observation of uh, observation or are you taking this as a shot? It's a shot. You it's believe a, that's a shot? It's a shot. Basically, for lack of more eloquent words, he called them a bunch of pussies. No, 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 no. No, that's I, what he I, did. I, I'm talking about the locker room thing. The other part, I keep separate. WB is soft. I'm talking it's about just locker room, period. all together. He's basically saying they're weak and they can't fight because back in his day, they had, you know, guns. These are real tough guys walking around with weapons or whatever. They're calling them punks, calling them pussies. He's saying that they can't fight. He's saying that they're just trying to be pretty or they're all just trying to be pretty. Where, again... Back in the day, but ugly was but ugly, and that's what it was. But here we are in a atmosphere that this is a business. Every individual in that locker room is a brand. They are trying to achieve something for their brand, and this is a visual world where you have to look a certain way to present yourself and your brand a certain way. So if I'm in this locker room trying to be pretty, if I've got a camera in my face, if I'm playing a video game to relax my stress or what have you, not doing drugs and blow and drugs and drinking or whatever, excuse me for being a decent human being and not having to want to break out into a bar fight by walking into my place of business. This is work. No other job you can walk into the break room and be like, oh, guns and everything is good, drugs. No, you'd be like, I don't want to be here. This is not productive. This is not good. So calling these people soft, calling them, saying that the locker room is different. Yes, it's different and it's a shot. And the reason that Mark Calloway should ride off into the sunset because The Undertaker is over. His legacy and everything, thank you for your entertainment, but you're out dated way of thinking and if this is what you want to walk into for a locker room you shouldn't be working with anybody sir because that's not what how this goes anymore sorry now here's the part where i believe in believe in these statements more than anything else i believe in these statements more than anybody else because he doesn't come off as a as one of those guys who didn't make his money comes off as bitter and tired and broken he just came off as i'm riding off into the sunset 
I can do anything I want now because he he, he doesn't know what to do. He he released a documentary, uh, a docu series uh, a while ago, but again, you you know you, you hear over the years that people shooting on WWE like this guy in the locker room, he an asshole. This person, he an asshole. He don't want to put nobody over. He just basically put out said, "This is what I observed. This is what." Now, the soft part that was a shot because when he said they were soft, I'm thinking like. Okay, so if I believed wholeheartedly in what he said, I can beat anybody up in the locker room, and I'm not even a wrestler, tried and true. I'm not even signed to WWE, and that makes the locker room weak. If I can just walk in there and kick Big E's ass, kick Roman Reigns' ass, kick Drew Galloway's ass on the snap of a finger, that, that would make him look weak. So I believe that was the biggest shot out of everything to soft and look and uh, look cute and look pretty line, which they have make makeup, which is mostly for the women's uh, locker room, but is also the HD TV that they come out with because everybody can see through your pores in 4K. And I and I and and I'm against makeup. I'm against makeup myself because I I have done movies, I have done plays, and they put the little blush and they put the little powder on you, but I get it. You want that light? You only see no abrasions. This is coming from a man, the Undertaker, who then wore his fair share of damn eyeliner. Okay, please. <laughs> let's not talk about looking pretty. Let's not talk about looking soft. Let's talk about the fact that the problem or the reasoning behind him even opening his mouth and saying this is for the longest time there was no line for him. He said it himself. He would go out places and be dressed in black he didn't talk much he lived the gimmick he was not playing the undertaker he was being the undertaker he was out here being this dead man not really dead but just doing whatever was undertaker like and keeping kayfabe alive and not not being a real person where again in this day and age these guys and these girls they're being true to themselves they're sharing more of themselves and not just the characters you see on TV. Xavier Woods is a gamer. AJ Styles is a gamer. This is something that back in the day you would never have known that you were playing AJ Styles online in, you know, a Madden tournament or whatever. And now we know for a fact, like, oh, this is game tag. Da -da -da -da. These guys are being themselves but still able to go and be the characters in the ring and be performers when it comes to being a WWE superstar where Mark Calloway could not do that separation he's calling somebody soft because he does not understand how that's possible to share and to be that open when back in his day that's the only thing he didn't say back in my day that's honestly what he should have said because it's that antiquated way of thinking that has literally ridden out to the sunset with him and the likes of him. Like, you can't talk about this modern era where you're not a part of it. You're not a part of this. Well, you I really aren't. I can only say that with the kayfabe, um, the internet helped open up the horizons of it. Because you're right. These people are gamers. You wouldn't know them from their tag unless, I mean, unless, like, somebody came out and, and said that mm -hmm. this is who they are on PlayStation. This is who they are on Xbox. Now the, the cameras are in the locker rooms or should I say the green rooms of WWE 
or you could check somebody's Twitter, you can check somebody's uh, Instagram page, you can check somebody's Snapchat. Say, this is me, this is what I'm doing, and I and theatre as one of them who, who uh, is making uh, making bank for what she's doing. So when, so like I said, yes, Mark Calloway is almost 60 years old, and he's riding off into the sunset, which I don't believe, because he will be making. He's under a Legends contract, and he will be out there still being the mysterious man making the uh rounds and choke slamming people he'll be getting soul. blank checks from vince like sean got blank checks from vince just don't go play don't go play with anybody else but us that's it and that's fine again his career is worthy of such but how the undertaker didn't speak and didn't do interviews let's go back to that okay let's just not ask you anything else related to any modern things let's talk about your old school let's talk about the old school because that's where you're from that is your era you weighing in on today's guys and girls comes off like you said he's not being bitter because he made his money it comes off as this almost entitled old man where he's jaded to the fact that we're not following i said we that they're not following the same suit and in his footsteps in the way that they're not doing the exact same things that he did i'm a success i mean undertaker and here's what i did and these kids now aren't doing the same things that's how it's being put out there like you can never be me because you're too soft you're playing video games you're trying to be pretty and it's like yeah they're not trying to be you they're trying to be human they're trying to be regular people they're trying to live their life and their dream and be themselves as they go where you were trying to be a character instead of being Mark Calloway. So you believe that instead of being on the podcast, he should have took that thought and just helped some of the uh, boys and girls out in character development. That's it. I mean, if you want to help someone, you don't go and mm, to the free world go, you know what? I think these people, the way they do things is absolutely horrible. When you have a direct in, when you can walk into a locker room any day of the week and go, hey guys, I'm here, let's talk. I want to help you. I think that as a unit, y'all could do this, this. They going to listen. They, you know he has that kind of presence. He has that kind of respect in the locker room or whatever where he could walk in and say something. But instead, he went on a podcast. and Very popular one. And, and, and just started... Running off at the mouth, flipping at the lip. Like, why? That's not going to, if your goal was to be helpful, that is the wrong way to start about it. Because nobody took that and said, you know what, Taker, you're right. I didn't see not one person as far as in the WWE locker room go, you know what, this man is correct. We are soft. Let me go grab my gun. Nobody. Okay, nobody. So that, last, that last part was like, wow, okay. Nobody. That sounded, that, not sounded, a that sounded suicidal. Let me go grab my gun. But, but not a person said it. But it, It's not helpful. It's but the, detrimental. And you can't help somebody by knocking their legs from under them and kicking them. Okay. I, I, I will give it that. We, you know, we have our, we have both our stances on it. And plus, um, I have to I have to side a little bit with your stance because I do not believe in being in close proximity to you, to you. And then I come out on some platform and say, you know what, Mika, she ain't what I thought she was going to be. You know, she that was in my face. But but the thing about it is, if I said that on the platform, 
is more of an explosion instead of saying that, say, look, man, like, you need to improve on this, that, and third. Instead of just saying, oh, the orange man did it. Mm. He did it to his boy. So, so uh, I, I get that part about it. Makes you wonder who Taker voted for that, don't it? Anyway. I, I ain't even going to go there. Look, I'm already, I'm already out with Chris Jericho in a bit. So I'm not trying let, to kill let, all your heroes. Don't meet, all, don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your heroes, yeah. I can, I can tell you some stories about that. But um, I am so glad we're talking about Undertaker instead of Ryback. Like, Ryback follows me on Twitter, which I'm thankful for, but he's been going on. Look, Mika, Ryback and Val Venus. Who? Val Venus is... Who and huh? Val Venus is cool with me, but the inauguration, we're bringing it back to the inauguration Listen, at the end. He's just being Sean Morley needs Did help. you see it? No. Did you hear? You heard about it. I don't. I don't subscribe to a lot of crazy, unfortunately. And when I hear former, it was making his rounds. More former people of uh, wrestling stance. I can't even call them superstars because, like, literally, the man jiggled in a towel. Big hairy deal. Um, he did more outside than inside. Well, guess what? He could stay outside on the porch with the rest of the dogs. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about like before he got in WWE. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I said. Because the only thing I remember with Val Venus, other than meeting him and talking to him and conversing with him, was choppy, choppy, pee, pee, and it still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I... Enjoyed. And it was so, so mature-rated for TV, not even for Raw. Yeah. But, but again... People uh, lose their minds, and they... What kind t- of weed is he smoking? I don't know, and whoever's selling weed it... Weed don't do that to you. Whoever's he has selling it shops. to him need to be going under a jail. Not to jail, under the jail. And he has his own shops in Arizona, and living his life, Y'all better and- watch what y'all out there taking, then. <laughs> <laughs> what weed and peyote at just, the same time? Just say no to drugs, kids. Just saying. Well, it's legal in a lot of states Make, now. Makes you be like that, and I don't care if it's legal. And it makes you that doofy. Don't do it. Yeah, he trolled me when uh, Barack Obama left office, and the way that Barack Obama did it, I said, "What a class act this man is!" And thank you for eight years. And boy, did he get on my Twitter and just like have at it. And I was just like, "Dude, what is your problem?" <laughs> like, I, I know I told him. I said, "I said, look." You don't agree with Barack Obama. You don't agree with Donald Trump. Who do you ride for? He couldn't even give me a straight answer. He he's can't he's very answer very he's crazy. He's very anti-government. So like he talks about Donald Trump, which everybody does. And then he talks about Biden, and it's just like, dude, like yeah. get your guy, Jesse Ventura or something. Jesus Lord. Um, but anyway, if you don't know about Ryback, uh, whew, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Ryback has just been going. Ryback has been crazy for a long speed. time. We we don't. We don't talk about the... And we share a birthday, too. We don't talk about Ryback. We just let it go. He changed his name like the Ultimate... He's kind of like running parallel with the Ultimate Warrior when the Ultimate Warrior Ooh, was on the outs. Ooh, Jesus. Remember the That's, Ultimate Warrior on the outs? Ryback, thankfully, didn't have an, does not have enough um, Vince dollars that we should see him back because he doesn't have... He didn't make that much money in the WWE. He did not make Vince that much money. Let's hope we never see and him that's back. That's why he walked out. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, he pissed off a Hall of Famer, right? Mark Henry. Yes, and Mark Henry has some choice words for him. Twitter, and I think on radio, I'm not sure. Again, Ryback, even saying the name is giving him too much. Now, now, now let's be honest with you. You think he's bitter? I think he's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I honestly, I do not 
listen to anything regarding Sean Marley and Ryback because you're not supposed to speak ill of those who are mentally incapable. I believe you had a president for four years. I believe that those two people are honestly mentally incapable, be it from drugs, some other device, alcohol, be it from some uh, horrible chair shots in their careers that have scrambled their brains to the point that we have got omelets. I just, I'm like, you know, I'm done. I, I can't. So I do not, I, I don't care enough to even subscribe. I wish them the best and hopefully the white jackets that they hug themselves in come quickly. So this is another subject where CM Punk was right. <laughs> Punk is always right. That's a Chicago thing. Y'all don't understand. Look, look, I love CM Punk and when he walked out it was a greater respect but when he was shooting during that interview almost... Uh, basically everything he said was right and everybody saw him crazy meathead yeah again I love funk I do that's that's forever right. he, he may have been in his feelings when he did an interview but he was telling truth he could be in his feelings but the truth is the truth and it is what it is that was another guy they, they, they pushed against punk to be world champion they had to find a way to screw him over Ooh, on TV again the things that Punk did, I mean, just behind the scenes, in the ring, in person, in public, y'all just understand the magnitude of the giving and just the dealing with the dumb stuff. Because that was a huge dumb thing. Like, really? This dude? Okay. <laughs> he was like, yeah, uh, Punk, you go against Cena, then, okay, you're going to beat Cena in a controversial way, then next month is Ryback. And he's like... And and, he, and and for those who don't know, the Colt Cabana Punk interview, the the pipe bomb of the world, whatever you want to call it, the guy championed for uh, release talent uh, Joe Henning, mm-hmm. and he got nothing. So again, Punk was right. Anyway, a lot of celebration and chaos on this podcast. Yeah, celebration we're all over and the chaos board. and craziness. I blame this tequila, this fake good tequila stuff. Oh. <laughs> But again, it's the world. It's the world. We're crazy. It's a lot of celebration. We're trying to rebuild America as we speak. Whew. People don't want to go for it. People are crying. I think I sent you a video of a woman crying the President Trump to come back. She didn't have any teeth. Was she really a woman? That could have been a small animal. I don't know. Well, actually, it wasn't small. Is that the one that sent you like, President Trump, mm-hmm. the flag, please help us. I'm like, what? Get black people killed more? Please help us. You need a dental plan, honey. That's the help you need. But what else? So, uh, none of the capital people will be uh, pardoned. They will be facing their, uh, they will be facing their trial. I would like to trial. encourage people, um, if you know somebody who was at the Capitol riot, the insurrection, and they have not been arrested or captured by the, the uh, authorities, by all means, trick on their ass. Tell the police. Get them arrested. Send their ass to jail. Get them fired. Thank Actually, you. one got outed because... He uh he said to his family, Don't, if you snitch on me, I'll kill you. Mm. Yep, see him? I'd have been one nine hundred, I'm telling on your butt. <laughs> you got hit I mean I wouldn't say you got hit with a little bit of it, but you saw oh. a little you saw a little shade on I, the outskirts listen, uh, for that. I, I I had enough of it and you best believe I dialed the hotline and gave up names. Oh, psh, told all that I knew. Like I know these people were here, I know they were there. Please go get them. Here's their address, phone number, and email address. Thank you. Wait a minute. Why would you do that when they ain't off no reward? Come on, government. You got the money. I 
do not believe in domestic terrorists getting away with terrorism on American soil. I, as an American, refuse to sit back and let you backwater, redneck, dumbasses come and try to take over the country because you don't like the results. If you didn't like the results, then you should have not went to jail and got a felony so you could vote to quit having babies with your brothers and sisters and inbred children and they could go vote too. Thank you. Yeah, they were walking. You said that they were around your area walking around with no mask and mm -hmm. and trying to infringe on local businesses that they from Georgia and other states. Look, that they I was mask. not having none of that. I told them all they butts and I will continue to come around here with this dumb stuff if you want to. I am not the one nor the two people. And they call them patriots. No, pissants. <laughs> that's a good video. That's a good game. Patriots or pissants? All pissants. Anyway. Just to uh, bring it home, uh, yeah, we're trying to rebuild the nation as we speak. Uh, Kamala Harris, first black woman, first woman, first black American, first Indian American, South, Southwest Asian American vice president. I'm praising her. I'm jealous of Doug. Um, Joe Biden, like, nice soul. I, my aviators are here somewhere to put them on. Hey, Jack. <laughs> it's time to celebrate, though. It's time to, to be relieved. Uh, stimulus is coming for the poor that, that are not getting their money. So hopefully at $2,000 come in. Uh, I could use myself, but... <laughs> I don't know anybody who can't use it, so yeah. Well, you know, they got, you know there's still people out there. There's some people who don't need it, but everybody can use it. By the way, if you're using Parler, kill yourself. Oh, damn. We dark? <laughs> I'm saying because now it's like, I mean, honestly, I forgot to say this, but the right wing, the extreme right wingers turned on Trump. Say, get out of the way. You're no longer of use to us. Mm -hmm. They turned on him because he didn't go with him to the Capitol. I blame the man. Listen. He came out there with a speech like, I ain't put a gun to your, I ain't put a gun to your when head. You follow an idiot, idiot. You play dumb games, get stupid prizes. Y'all play dumb games following this stupid man. And this is your prize. One, one person I got to pray for, maybe two. One I actually met, he's a good friend of mine, is uh, Flip Gordon. Mm. Did you see that post that it was passed around? No. Uh, it was off of a uh, parlor that he had uh, that he had made. I'm just like, Flip, why are you doing this? Flat earther, like, you know, now he's on parlor. You know, I know he used to be in the military, but that was my dude, though. So now, like you said, you, you know your associates, your friends, we, we basically distance ourselves from a lot of people over the past coming months. I don't know if, they're, if it's still going on the Facebook. Shout out to Ruthless Lala, who's going through something right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to tell you though, if you know anybody that I would know, please let me know if they're posting some, some uh, backwards racist shit. Oh, you know, we doing screenshots and sending them all out there. Is Barrington Hughes still doing ta uh, yep. tag races? Tag races, tag idiots, all the tags. All the tags are the dum-dums. So about, about Huckabee? Huck's, uh, Huck's been in Facebook jail a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where he been. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I sadly, I can't get in on his moonshine. Gosh. That's not even... <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to close it up because, honestly, I've been flooding this whole podcast with political stuff and I, I shouldn't be doing it because I'm alienating people for it. Listen, it's okay. This is the world we live in and 
whether you agree or disagree with the They want to hear wrestling and entertainment and blah 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 blah. Look I'm entertainment in even in my wrath at politics, so oof. There you go. Look, All look, in one. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people this and I, I got I got a little bit of this from uh, people around me. Look, I'm not going to talk about wrestling as far as what happened on Raw, what happened on SmackDown, and go through the rundown because it's pretty effing boring. Mm. I want to talk about the news that's been flying around and create conversation pieces. There's nothing newsworthy of, I wouldn't say that. There's nothing really outside wrestling newsworthy of Big E versus Apollo Crews. That's newsworthy? I like both of them, but it's wrestling in the ring on SmackDown. It's not newsworthy. I wouldn't go that far. That's why I don't talk about it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. I'm like, again, if people don't like the politics, understood. A lot of people don't. But this is not just politics. This is life. This is literally the world we're living in, whether you be from America, around, or not even close, to hear and experience or hear people's thoughts who are literally <laughs> minutes away from some of this stuff that's happening in this world. So, you know. And by the way, when this world, I just got, and I'm going to let people know who don't know through my Instagram, I just got my vaccine, my COVID vaccine shot. And I had to take a uh, saliva COVID test the next day, uh, courtesy of my personal life. And it came up negative as for sure, because I wouldn't be doing this if I was positive and I had learned how to Zoom. Um, I would stab him first of all. Well, first of all, I would wear a mask and make it work. I'd still stab him first of all mask or no mask <laughs> so anyway my my second one is due in a couple weeks so after that you know i'll i'll be a little bit more confident but i'm still masking up it still doesn't tell you to be an idiot and this masking business is going to go along for the next maybe one two three years whether covid is here or not listen i've got like fashionable mask i'm about to rock all these bad boys screw y'all and the horse you rode in i don't know if y'all like it i just i just bought a couple more i'm about i'm about to get some more look we about to get fashionable in this mask game. Listen, my black mask and match this outfit that y'all will see because we got to take a picture. Uh, no, 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 no. We, we can't do that. We? Because if I do that and I promote it through social media or Facebook, uh, they, they don't approve it because we're trying to push an agenda. Remember what happened last time we took pictures with mask on? Oh, no, we're not doing masks now because I'm not going to put the mask on, but I'm just saying. Yeah, remember I told you about that? Yeah. We're trying to push an agenda. My, my, my agenda is fashion. Not really. It's just cute. Thank you. Okay, anyway, uh, this is why I'm not on Facebook anymore, uh, as, as far as a personal page. Anyway, Mika, give them your personal, I mean, excuse me. Wow. Give them your no. links. No, I said I was cute and all, but I'm not giving them the personal information. That's a whole lot, y'all. Mika Villas. Um, her number is 555 <laughs> Jesus, Lord. I know, it's an old song. Um, gosh, my I don't know what my stuff is. Mika Villas, Facebook. Yeah, my K-A-V-I-L-L-A-S. I am the Mika Villas. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Snapchat if you wanna, you know, it's fun. Just TikTok? don't no TikTok. I do not have a TikTok. By the way, if I had a Patreon page, I would actually have Mika do the busted challenge and we could put that on Patreon. You would literally need a high tier for that dumb stuff. Anyway. <laughs> you you thought the busted challenge was dumb? Need I continue? I mean, do you not realize? Do you not know me? Like, do I look like a challenge girl? You can drop it to the floor. Bust it. 
Is you? You seen Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steele do it with they, tag titles? They, they did it with tag titles. Yes. If I'm gonna do it, it'll be with gold. And I'm not a wrestler, so I wouldn't have any tag titles or titles in general. So gotta, uh, there I, we go. I gotta call Danny Danger on this one. See if he agrees with it. No. Okay. No. All right. She said no. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway. You can catch me on uh, Twitter and Instagram under Sensational One. Uh, my Facebook page, Official Shinblade. I'm going to change it back to Sensational One. Uh, PlayStation, I barely do it. I'm, I play games as what it is, Sensational One. I barely do online gaming. I'm playing the new Hitman 3 right now, so I'm going to be immersed in that for like the next about week or so uh, because it's very interesting and it's the end of a series. So I had to get the deluxe edition. So I'm mourning here. Oh God! So uh, hey, look, it's COVID. Ain't nothing going on but games and movies and uh, and, and zero uh, proof alcohol. There you go. It's right? dry January. Okay. Jeez. By the way, I'm about to catch that one night in Miami movie on Amazon Prime with uh, you never heard of that? No. It's the movie about Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown. Okay. That night in Miami when you won the title. All right. Not familiar. Black History, yeah, three sixty five. Okay. I don't believe in uh, Black History Month unless they educate other people. Anyway, um, I was gonna say a shout out to a podcast I'm about to do in about a month. Um, I forget what it was, but a guy hit me up and said, "Yeah, I want you on my podcast, very Zoom. I got to learn how to work Zoom." Uh, he said, Get "I was off my porch." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's what you said. I, I rejected some Zoom podcast because I don't think I'm good enough to do a Zoom podcast. But you took this guy for his offer, so that yeah, he's clearly intriguing enough. All right, he hit my. I, I look forward to this. He hit my. He, you can be part of it. No, 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 no. He asked for you. Just for you. It's my podcast, and you're a co-host. I'm. I'm I am. I am just. An ornamental piece, sir. Please, call uh, me. Okay. Well, he hit up my. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put the, the DMs out there. But he hit up my DMs and said, uh, "You an OG in this game." I'm like, me? Why am I OG? But I think he's talking about black podcasting. Ah, uh, yeah. In that case, yeah. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I gotta do it. OG. Make sure you do a do rag. <laughs> no. No. For the OG. No. No. Oh, come on. I appreciate the compliment though, but I still don't think I have it. The, you know the OGness right now. I got to be like, you know what I mean. I got to, I, I, I got to have that part. I already got Mika as it is, so that's step one. Okay. Well, I don't know what that means. Wrap this up. Well, as <laughs> well, a, well, a co-host, we're going to build on to it. I can't okay. wait to travel again. Uh, by the way, we're not going to LA uh, next year, twenty twenty two for WrestleMania. Unfortunately, we're going to Texas and twenty twenty three for WrestleMania. We're going to LA. Oh, you're not going to Tampa? Why would I go to Tampa during COVID? I just asked the question. Are you, you going to Tampa? You want to come? Well, you're not going. I'll be the, there. The twenty-five thousand dollar. I mean, twenty-five thousand people at WrestleMania. I'll, I'll, I will be in Tampa. That's all I'm going to say. I can't tell you where I'll be. Now, I will go if WrestleCon is there. I will be in Tampa. All right. Well, I'm going to be in Tampa too. I'm going to put my money in on this one. For that, anyway. Uh, Keep on, I'm flustered. My tongue is tied. For the vivacious Raven Hair and Mika Villas, I am the sensational one. Thank you for listening to Shy Lounge. I apologize for going too long, but it is what it is, and we out.